Hey everybody, we are back with episode 71, and we lost Bill today, unfortunately, he's a little under the weather, so we're, we're hoping he is recovered and ready for the next episode, 72, with, with something cool to bring us. How are you feeling, Chris? I'm doing well, besides being like uh, a middle-aged guy that needs naps all the time. I don't, I don't, uh, you probably, you know, you're not to that stage quite yet, but just let me warn well, I, you. I'm at nap stage. Oh, well, yeah. trust me, I mean, it's probably going to get worse. I'm like at this point now where seriously, every time I get a full belly of food, I don't, it does not matter how much sleep I've had. It just does not matter. Like last night, plenty of sleep. No problem. Got up, felt good. I was out doing some yard work and stuff, playing outside. Had dinner tonight, bleh, out on the couch, hour and a half before, and then, you know, had to get up and get the kids ready for bed and everything. But I mean, I have no idea what this deal is, but I mean, I'm not complaining a whole lot. The naps make me feel good. It's just, man, I just get like so incredibly tired. Like I'm like Rip Van Winkle or something, but. I don't know if it's something psychological with the lockdown we've been in for so long now, but like this this last year has been like I need naps most days. Where yeah. Previous previous to that, I don't feel like I needed naps very often. Yeah, I've been totally in nap mode, which is, if I'll be honest, I feel better. So I mean, I'm not complaining about that. Um, I remember when I was young, like I'd take a nap and it'd make me feel like trash. You know, like sometimes I'd wake up, I'd just be groggy for a really long time and stuff. Now I take a nap. I'm like, man, this that's fantastic. That's awesome. Um, even I sometimes if you're like 20 minutes of closing your eyes, you feel like a, a million bucks. But I mean, like I sure. fell asleep for like an hour. So. <laughs> yeah, we went for a good walk today, and then we came back, and I was having a nap, and my daughter woke me up very violently, like slapping my hand, like wake up, wake up, wake up, <laughs> and uh, like I thought something was wrong, or she needed help with something. And I'm like, what, what, what? She's like, come play Mario Kart with me. <laughs> so. Went and played some Mario Kart. Oh, well, that's good. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that. We were talking a little briefly about this, but, uh, and, you know, with my updates, I'll talk more. But, uh, yeah, my uh, middle daughter has um, picked up on, she's watched a little bit, and so she's picked up on playing some Bravely Default 2. And so we've been talking a little bit about that and trying to introduce her because, you know, she's of an age where she's not really dealt with JRPGs much. Yeah, like that's like I was introduced to them around that age yeah. and I did not get them or understand them or see why they were fun until like probably five years later. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if she sticks all the way through it. I mean, maybe she won't because I mean, it's a lot. I've got over 80 hours in and I'm not done. But then again, like I max these games out. I do everything that you can do. Um, so I'll be curious to see how long she sticks with it. But I mean, at least, you know, she's got some interest in it and she's kind of trying to understand how it works and seems to be having a decent time with it. So yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah. cool. You coaching her with which jobs to go after? Or just letting her figure everything out how she wants to. I mean, I'll answer questions and I'll give like some broad ideas, but I kind of want to see like, Oh, does she get Cause some of these games, it's really about, yeah. Understanding like, Oh, how do I maximize, you know, what I can do with the tools that I'm given? And I don't want to just be like, Oh, we'll just do this. And then this is easy. Right. Um, I just want to like, oh, can you figure it out? Or maybe you'll come up with a strategy that I've not thought about. So, uh, yeah, no. And she's watched some of the stuff like the other night. You know, I'm towards the end of something. She's like, oh, I, I'm going to go in the other room. I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you better go then because I'm getting pretty close towards the end. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. So you playing anything else other than Bravely Default this week? No. Um, I just like to say, you know, I've had, when did the game come out? Uh, almost a month ago, okay. just about. Has it been that long already? Yeah, Jeez. I think it came out like 26th of February, something like that, somewhere around there. And so, yeah, I've already sunk a little over 80 hours in, so. Nice. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm at the end game. I mean, I could go through and easily finish the game now if I wanted to, but, um, again, I really, I enjoy these so much, and they put challenges into the game where if you really want to just wring everything out of it, you can. And towards the end, they give you ways where you can really just break the game just about, you know, and really kind of get into the systems and tweak them around a lot. And I like that. I mean, it's it's kind of makes the game a puzzle. Like, hey, I'm going to set something up for you, and I'm just going to unlock these chains to a degree and see what you could figure out with it. And um, it's pretty cool. I like that the game does this. Because it's kind of like, hey, you've done most of everything. If you just want to have fun with the game mechanics now, just have fun. And uh, I appreciate that. A lot of things, I think, worry too much about making you struggle all the time and through most of the game i mean you have to stick to the rules that's kind of the way it is but like i said towards the end they are like if you want to do this we'll give you ways where you can really abuse some of the systems if you want but then it also gives you a lot of latitude to create some really very cool combinations of things and like you're like can i do this and yeah so. (laughs) so is it your favorite one in the series That's tough to say. I'd say story-wise, yeah. The story is much better than the other ones. Um, not that I didn't like them, but they, there was a lot of repetition in the first two games. And this one takes a new slant. It's like, new characters, new slant. We're just going to, you know, the same basic rough ideas. Kind of like Final Fantasy, right? Where you have the same rough ideas, like with... Early Final Fantasy games, it was always about, like, the crystals and and Warriors of Light and some of that. And really, I mean, literally, that's what this plays off of. Um, I mean, you have the Warriors of Light, you have four crystals, you have, you know... I mean, like I said, it, these games are seriously just... If Final Fantasy VII and its ilk never happened, and the traditional games had just kept going for the future, right. that's what you get. And I mean, they—they're all—they're Final Fantasy and everything but name, because I mean, all the items are Final Fantasy items. The job stuff is Final Fantasy. So it's like Gil and Phoenix Downs and that kind of stuff. There's not Gil; it's another kind of currency. But there is Phoenix Downs and elixirs and you know all the yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. So. So like. Uh, stand-ins for like chocobos and moogles and stuff like that there is not chocobos um because honestly it's not that hard to move around the map but there i'll just say there's another type of i don't want to ruin anything so i, I guess i can't right. i guess that wouldn't ruin anything because if you played any games you'd know there are fairies in the game i won't say anything more than that because I'll just say, you know, if you've never played in the games, I would encourage it. They do take twists on a few things pretty regularly towards the end. Um, it's kind of like a hallmark of the series. So it does give you something of a new uh, towards the end. And um, 
it's kind of neat. It's it's cool how they they do some things where you're like, wait a minute, what? And uh, so yeah, I don't want to say more yes. than that. If we ever do like a spoiler, or maybe you play one of the games or something at some point in time, we can dig further. But I I've only put a few hours into the first one. That's that's as far as I got into that series. I would say if you're new now, you might as well start with Bravely Default Two. I'd say it's probably the best one to play um it, and stories like disconnected kind of like final fantasy yes, 2 or it, yes okay uh absolutely um if you knew i mean if you knew the stories of the earlier games it would clue you in on some things earlier but i mean you don't have to know any of it at all um cool. but yeah i would say that's a it's a good place to start if you like Switch and you want to play one of these games. I would highly encourage it. If you love the mechanics and stuff so much after playing it and you're like, wow, I want more of that, go back and play the other games. I mean, they're good. understand the story is not quite as good, and I understand why. Um, it has somewhat to do with, I mean, limitations of the media and whatnot. But, um, yeah. No, I, if you like the mechanics of a twist on traditional turn-based battle systems and job systems, then you're going to love it. Um, if you don't I, like I, turn-based RPGs, stay away. This is not for you. Yeah. I like turn-based RPGs. Okay. Um, I'm surprised you got 80 hours into that because you watched an 80-hour-long movie with me this <laughs> week, too. Uh, it didn't feel like 80 hours, though. Kind of did. Uh, I Kind of did. I mean, it felt like it was multiple movies i mean i'm not gonna lie yeah um uh, watching it at some point in time you keep thinking like oh okay well hey that's cool that's the end we're wrapping it up and then you're like oh wait what we've got another movie to watch <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I had that feeling a couple of times because my daughter came down she wanted like a snack or something so need help her so i paused it you know see how much time is left i'm like really there's still two hours left yeah that's uh, but we're talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, if you didn't know. <laughs> and I think uh, we'll probably dig into that a little bit at the end of the episode if, if you guys want to stick around for a, a deeper conversation on that. Absolutely. Happy to do it. We are going to spoil yeah. the tar out of it, so make sure you watch it or you don't care if you're going to listen to that part. Very much so. Um, so besides Bravely, any new Game Pass stuff or anything you've been tinkering with? No, I'm really looking forward to, um, so news-wise, everybody probably saw that, um, for some reason, uh, uh, Octopath Traveler's coming to Xbox and Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, talk about, like, the most out-of-left-field thing to come. I'm like, wait, what? Um, I mean, I knew it was on yeah. PC. Yeah, so for a while now. That's... But I mean, like, A, they had never even mentioned anything about it coming to console at all. Yeah. I kind of figured, like, it did well enough on Switch. I mean... Yeah, um, the... I can't remember um, what the sales were, but I remember the team, like, about a month later were like, yeah, like, this was good. It was a success. Yeah, and it's the same team that's doing um, Triangle Strategy now. So (laughs) they've moved on to something else. I just kind of figured it'd be a Switch exclusive on consoles. I mean, I never had any thought that it would be otherwise. So it's kind of cool to see that coming. And it's so tough to fight my kids for my Switch. Um, like, to make room to play this game has been tricky. And I've really had to teach my kids about making sure my saves are safe before they just start grabbing <laughs> games out of the out of the Switch. And so I'll be glad to... I never finished it because, again, it's so hard for me to get time on the Switch. So I'm going to play it now that it's going to be on 
Game Pass, and it comes out like in a week or something. So yeah, and and Bill said he's been wanting to try it forever too. So this is his opportunity to to give it a shot. Yeah, so you know that's news wise going on. Um, like I said, we watched Snyder Cut, which was uh, I don't know. We'll talk more about it, but it's unexpected. I'll say that. And mm-hmm. uh, now, other than that, it's just work. It's you know uh, kicking my rear end uh, as usual, eating up my time. So I haven't I haven't had time to do a whole lot else. How about you? Um, I got some gaming time in this this last little week. Uh, one of them I was really hoping Bill was on to talk about it a bit more, but uh, we set up a night where I uh, broadcasted my play of Outer Wilds to him, oh. and then we just chatted together on Discord, because he's been talking about that game for a while, um, and that was in the Annapurna collection I got, which I also have to do a quick correction for myself, because I said that that collection had 10 games in it like five times in the last podcast. It's eight games. It's got eight games in it, not 10. Okay, so no jerks have to tell us that it's 10. Yeah, I was 10. driving myself nuts when I was doing the editing. I'm like, I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. Why do I keep repeating you that? You could have just recorded like eight and then just injected it every time, right? I should have. I should have. Um, but it's really cool. The So it's all about exploration and like learning things so you're you're launching a spacecraft off of this planet and you've got like a whole solar system you can go to and there's like a catastrophic event so if you don't die by like you know crashing your spaceship falling into a black hole or one of many other ways you can die uh this catastrophic event will happen in 22 minutes so you'll you'll die at some point and then you wake up back on your planet right before you launch again so you you have a limited amount of time to learn about different areas. So if you go to the moon, you know, you can find some things. If you go to towards the sun, you can find some things. If you go to planet, you can find some things and then you reset and you use those things you just learned about those planets to like go back at specific times or to try different areas. And and then that opens it up a little more, a little more each time. So So do you have to play the song of time every when you want to go back or? music's a big part of it but not for time travel it's it's like uh you've got a it's like i've heard all of this before somewhere hmm yeah <laughs> i can't remember what the item's called but it's like a a gun that detects sounds so you can be anywhere and you can just like point it at a planet and hear music or something coming from it and then you have a little bit of an idea of what you're searching for when you get there um so it's kind of neat and having bill who's who's played through the whole game i think he like just once in a while he'll just be like you should go you know to the south end of that planet when i'm there and that probably saved me like three hours of like trying to figure out a like puzzle um <laughs> because it's it's like time-based thing like he's like you're there now go now uh so it was it was helpful having someone who kind of knew what he was doing um but it was neat i see the hook and i i don't want to keep going and, and get to the end because there's some kind of mystery like you're learning about this ancient alien race that's that was uh, trying to figure out how these moons are like moving around. And there's this rock that like doesn't behave properly. Like you, you're looking at it and then you turn away and you're looking at the same rock to your right. And then you look back and and it's gone and it's like behind you. And it just like, it moves in very weird ways and it has something to do with the puzzles. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but at the end these, the giants come alive and catch the moon and keep it from crashing into the planet. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. With your mask on. Right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, and then, like I mentioned, my daughter has been hooked on Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U over the last two weeks. So we have played like a bunch every single day of Mario Kart 8 like this. Wow. Last, every day the last two weeks. She's super into it. 
uh, we stuck, you know, the controller in the steering wheel, and that's your favorite way to play. So I've been doing motion controls with her Oy. from that too. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> well, she wants to stick to like fifty and hundred cc, so oh, okay. it works yeah. fine. Yeah, not try to gold trophy everything at this point. Just having fun with her. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, she also digging through the game room. She found a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics game for the Wii. <laughs> So we've been playing a bunch of that too. She's really into it. She's killer at the swimming. So she just likes to swim a lot because she gets first place all the time. <laughs> she and she's like Mario Kart Eight's got quite a few characters to choose from, and, and same with Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Yeah. And my assumption, because she is very girly, is she go with you know the princesses and the really cute characters, like maybe Toad and stuff, just because they're adorable. She will pick everybody, like, every time. Like, I come upstairs and she's racing with Wario. She's like, this guy's great. And then I come back and she's, you know, Rosalina, which is more of what I would have figured. And then I come back the next time and she's Donkey Kong and Waluigi <laughs> and Bowser. And so she is not afraid to mess around in those with those characters. And, and Sonic at the Olympics, um, same thing. Like, I'm watching Robotnik do a gymnastics routine, which is hilarious. <laughs> So uh, is she a, a motorcycle or a cart racer? Uh, same thing. Like she'll experiment. She's like, "This car looks like a shoe. It's awesome. <laughs> this one looks like a cat. Let's go with a fast one this time." Yeah, she's all over the okay. place. She definitely doesn't have a favorite yet. She's exploring the whole the whole gamut. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I beat Demi Kids the light version since we talked last time. Okay. It's not very long. Like for a Shin Megami. Uh, role-playing game it was about 12 12 and a half hours that does sound very short yeah um the last boss was the weirdest boss music i've ever heard it was so like relaxing and chill (laughs) and and it's like this big time god that's like devouring time and like gonna tear apart the universe and it just felt so comfortable to do it. Well, he wants to be like, just chill out, dude. Don't kill me. I'm, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I well, guess. We'll just destroy the universe together. Don't worry about it. It was a neat song. Um, <laughs> and prior to getting to him, I had unlocked this ability that just felt really overpowered. And I'm like, they won't let me use this on the last boss, though. Like, <laughs> you can't. Because it's literally ten hits in a row. And they're bigger hits than anything I've done in the whole game. And so the bo- the final boss has like like stupid amount of forms, like eight forms or something. And so you literally just do this move and then you wait like two minutes while it runs through like ten hits on it <laughs> and it it wipes out like a whole form and then you just have to like do it again and again. Like I, there's no thought into that fight at all. You feel pretty powerful weird. though, don't you? Yes. <laughs> um so I popped in the dark version to see if it was more of the same. Uh, but it's not. Oh. It's a totally different story because there's two characters at the start of the game. You're in like high school and then you, you kind of get split up within the first 20, 30 minutes of the game. So you're on like a totally different route from the other guy. And you're going through like mostly familiar locations with a few that are different. Mm. But uh, so I've been playing through the dark version as well. I think I'm about halfway through it now. And and because I understand the game and how the captures work a little better and the combat and stuff, I, I think I'm going to come in probably under 10 hours when i beat oh, wow. it this time yeah so, so it feels like i'm already halfway through and i'm like four hours into it wow now do they have interoperability like pokemon games yeah in every city there's like a a place you can go to it's just got a u and an n on the uh 
the top of the building. Yeah, the United and you Nations. Go in there. That makes sense. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and and you can connect systems there and do battles or like trade your uh, your demons huh. and stuff like that. So can you just import all your stuff from the other game and just be like totally overpowered or? I haven't tried because then I I do have another Game Boy, but I'm like I don't want to dig it out and find out. I don't you don't really need it. It's not a super challenging game. Okay. So yeah, but uh, it's weird. Oh, and and after you beat the last boss too, there's you get three options and you they're completely different endings and hmm. and they're weird. Uh, like uh, some main story characters die th- throughout the story, and one of the endings you can choose just revives them. Like, they're back to life. Here you go. Carry on. Uh, but if you pick the rebirth option, it just, like, it like snaps, like, like super quick. Like, you're just back to the start of the game. Like, nothing's happened, but with your level that you're currently at and all the demons that you've captured. So it's, like, start over again right now. Do the whole game again. But you're, like, level 50. So, yeah, it's like an early version of New Game Plus, basically. Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's just so abrupt. It's weird. It's just like, okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah. No credits, no nothing, huh? There's yeah, no credits in that ending because you didn't technically get an ending, I guess. But weird. I guess it's just like if you love playing this game, keep going. Which I don't know why you would love playing it. It's not very good. <laughs> I don't. I don't recommend anybody play Demi Kids either version. Okay, I look forward to your expose on Demi Kids <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I think we've done enough Shin Megami for this year. <laughs> Um, I speaking I of little... which, let me ask. I mean, I don't want to sidetrack you too yeah. much, but how Please is the um, the the uh, Kickstarter going? Oh, good, good. Um, it is, I think, like pretty close to seventy percent funded, and there's still eighteen days left or something. Okay, so, so you guys think you're going to hit it, huh? I think so. I think so. Yeah, we've, we've made it most way there. Just got to do that last little push. Excellent. That's looking good. Good. Well, I've waited for my Biden bucks to throw in, so now that I've got my check, I'll uh, I'll I'll pitch in my my piece. Oh. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. The, the the guy who's running the whole thing, huge Souls fan. He's got a big Demon Souls he thing, like lots of cool art for it. Yeah, he's got more art than that because he's just a big fan. So yeah, I think the very least you will be happy with that part of it. Excellent. No, I'm sure it's all going to be good. Yeah, I'm sure too. Very confident in it. Um, Let, now, I dug a little. Oh, sorry. Well, this is your opportunity to plug it for, for people that are listening if they want to go and support it. Well, I'm I'm going to get to that soon. It's gonna I'm going to lead into it oh, with the main okay. topic. Okay. Yeah. Just don't forget, Gotta, cause I, you know, kind of sure. rhythm. I I probably will forget. Please remind me. <laughs> um, I've had kind of a stressful week at home with some family stuff going on. So I dug a little bit into the Annapurna collection. Cause I know a lot of them are just like quirky, silly little quick things. Like I don't have to sink a lot of time or think too hard on them. Uh, so I played one called donut County, which is about a raccoon who has an app that makes donuts, which are like just holes in the earth. And you like, you're collecting people's trash and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So eventually you're collecting the people themselves and then their vehicles and their houses and like, so you're kind of taking the whole city underground. Yeah. It's got a bit of a Katamari vibe to it for sure. Okay. Uh, very silly, humorous, uh, very easy. Like you don't really have to think too hard. You just get the smaller things until your hole's big enough to get the bigger things. But uh, yeah, very funny. It's all like a kind of like Animal Crossing where it's all animals, but they they can speak and they wear clothes and stuff. Um, that was silly. It took about an hour and a half, two hours to beat. Um, I had, had a good time with it. I don't know if I'm going to revisit it, but it was 
It was what I needed that day. <laughs> okay. Um, popped in one called Sayonara Wild Hearts, which was one of the games I specifically bought the collection for. I, I kind of thought I would enjoy this one. Okay. And it was really good. It is... The art style is really cool to start with. It uh, just looks phenomenal. And it's a rhythm game uh, where each level plays a little bit differently, but it's like telling this story about a woman who's like all of her past relationships and like um, coming to terms with how they ended and stuff like that through a rhythm game, which sounds weird. And the whole thing takes maybe an hour to run through. Um, you do have some incentive to go back if you want to, you know, try and get the best score and collect all the stuff in the levels and stuff. But they're just wild levels. Like you're surfing on a playing card, or I guess it's tarot card sometimes, like collecting all these uh, hearts and stuff. Uh, next level, you're like on a motorcycle and there's a giant three headed robot wolf trying to like spit fireballs at you. And, and it, it goes all over the place. There's some space stuff. Is there ever any, um, karate onions or trying to get your driver's license in the, there is karate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's some, there's some weird fight scenes in it. But, uh, yeah, I had a real good time with it. Um, the music's like pretty upbeat and fast and pumping. So the whole game just like keeps you, keeps you going very energetic. Um, and like I said, it's like an hour long. So if that one ever pops up on like games pass or something, I'd suggest like trying it out. Like you'll know right away if you're into it or not first level or two, but not a big commitment. Super, super fun. I will never remember that title. So if it happens to pop up on game pass and you see that, let me know. All right. All right. Cause that title does not say anything to me like, Hey, here's that rhythm game about this lady. <laughs> Sayonara wild. Yeah, I will not remember that. <laughs> you'll you'll remember it i'll burn it into your head um and the last one i tried was called watam or watam w-a-t-t-a-m boy they've got a thing for naming games don't they yeah it's it's weird um so the art style is super bizarre it's like do you remember those like kids books that were like little miss bossy and little mr angry and and, and then they're just like a square with arms yeah, and a hat. Yeah, well, yeah. So that, that the whole game looks series. like that. Like, yeah. I can't I, I can't think of it right now. But yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so the whole game's like that art style, but in 3D. And you just start off with this like square dude with a hat, and he can take off his hat, and there's a bomb under his hat, and he explodes, flies in the air. Like he has a great time. He's like giggling the whole time <laughs> he's flying in the air, lands hat goes back on and then if he pulls the hat off again there's another bomb there's always a bomb under that hat and so you make friends with a rock and then yeah the two of you make friends with a bigger rock and then weird weird stuff starts happening uh starts i mean you're already a guy with a bomb and rocks for friends uh a table like falls out of the sky with like more characters on it which are like a tree and like a toilet and a mouth and then so like you have to figure out you can you can take control of anything that comes around here including the like platform you're standing on like the earth so now you, you can like now i know certain drugs le- are legal in canada are you sure you played a game uh, <laughs> it's 50 percent confident <laughs> so like the tree can eat a character and turn them into fruit and then the mouth can eat the fruit and turn it into poop which can go into the toilet, which turns it into like a golden poop. And eventually once you've like created enough 
different characters, a bowling alley falls out of the sky. It, like it just gets so weird. A fever dream so or something. Bizarre, yeah. And then so I'm I'm not quite done that one yet, but I've unlocked another like section of land and I've been able to like load everyone onto the bowling alley and fly it over to this other land. And you guys have I'll to let, I know our listeners don't know. I know you very well and I know you would never engage in recreational uh psychedelics, but uh, this is exactly what that sounds like. I don't I don't need to. I get my fix through <laughs> video games. It's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but Maddie for some reason wanted to play bug snacks. Yeah, I know that one. And so she loaded up bug snacks and has been playing it. And I'm just like, what on earth is this? Uh, I, I could see a similar vibe to this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the whole time you're like going, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to sidetrack too far. No, but again, it's just kind of like, like a lot of just like, huh? That's, yeah, everything I do in this game is like, like, what? Now, <laughs> like, I gotta fly it. I gotta, like, a poop's gotta grab the balloon and fly up to the sun to, like, grab this telephone receiver that the son has grabbed off of a phone and made the phone sad. So I got to go fly up and get the receiver back for him. Like it's very, very weird. Okay. And that's called what? Wadam? Watam? <laughs> Something like that. Okie All right. The kids would probably, probably like it cause it's like super colorful and cheerful and very, very happy. So if it, if that one ever pops up on games pass too, I don't know if I want to teach them that, drugs are fun so i uh maybe i maybe i won't <laughs> but it sounds like you got a very interesting amount of things for your money oh yeah like it's all over the place like because outer wilds cyanar wild hearts donut county and wadham were all from that package and i've still got four more i've got to dig into two of which i'm somewhat familiar with and the other two are, could be as weird as this one too i have no idea i wish you luck thank you it's like I like experimenting with uh, new things, and this has definitely taken me a little out of my comfort zone. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and lastly, leading into the main topic, I have been playing a buttload of Twisted Metal games uh, because the Kickstarter that Chris had just mentioned um, is for a journal about PlayStation games, and they accepted my pitch to write a whole article about the evolution of the Twisted Metal franchise. So I really wanted to brush up. So I have beaten every Twisted Metal game uh, this last uh, two weeks at least once, a couple of them more than once. And beyond that, just doing a lot of research and watching a lot of a lot of Twisted Metal documentaries and listening to the soundtracks and, and making sure I'm familiar with all the characters and stuff. So I've beaten all of them. I was going to quiz you guys, because I thought Bill was going to be here too, and see if you could name all the Twisted Metal games. Well, let me It'll see. It'll be a lot harder because you're by yourself, though. I'm going to go with Twisted Metal. That's the Correct. first one. Twi- first one. Twisted Metal 2. Yeah, nailed it. Twisted Metal, th- Metal 3. There is a 3, yeah. Twisted Metal Black. Yeah. Twisted Metal PSP game that I don't know the title of, but I guarantee it's something Twisted Metal. I've counted. I've <laughs> counted. So you're up to five now. And then I'm done. I don't know any more than that. Th- there's one more numbered one. Twisted Metal 4? Yeah. Okay. Um, the the last one has the same title as the first one. Twisted Metal... So it's That's just it. a re- it's right reboot? There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you're like looking it up, you'd, you'd like... Google Twisted Metal 2012, oh. but it, it's just Twisted Metal. 
Um, so that's pretty good. You got seven there with just a little nudging. Well, I was just and there's only one. There's yeah. only one you miss, and it's probably the most obscure one. It's the Twist Metal Small Brawl, which is like a, a an RC car version of it for the PS1, like very late PS1 release. All right, because that's yeah, what so. the world needs. Apparently. Hey. You did really good. I'm actually pretty impressed. <laughs> well, I, it's pretty lucky that most of them have numbers in them. So, and I half of them have numbers. And in the them. only reason I know Twisted Metal Black is because I got it for free some way somehow. Um, uh, nice. I don't remember what program or it was. I used to be with this PlayStation program thing called Underground, and it eventually morphed into something oh, yeah. else. They used to send like beta stuff and like demos and everything. And for some reason, at some point in time, they sent. Um, I don't remember if it was that or something. Oh, no way. Or was it maybe like that uh, broadband adapter for PS2 or something? Anyway, whatever it was, I have a copy of There was of just Metal like Black. an online version of Twisted Metal Black. Um, so maybe it has something to do with the broadband yeah. uh, promotion. Because it's just like in a paper cardboard sleeve. It's not even like Interesting. a case. So, uh, Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. No, I've never played I've never played one, though. I've never played a Twisted Metal You never Metal. played any of them? I have never any played a Twisted Metal game ever. Wow. All right. Not my, well, not my deal. So. Teach you a little. Well, how do you know it's not your deal? I haven't played them. Uh, because they says vehicular combat. Chris, it's a vehicular combat game. And I went, oh, I'm good. <laughs> so what is your history with vehicular combat games then, if not with Twisted Metal games? Uh, RC Pro-Am was pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so RC Prime was kind of good. started and ended there with that game. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I don't think you understand. I don't really like playing i don't care for that kind of stuff so so did you not even play like uh, rock and roll racing i play a little rock and roll racing i wouldn't consider that a it's more of a racing game. i mean it, there is some combat well, so, so is rc pro am yeah that's, that's racing yeah. yeah i mean so yeah no i played rock and roll racing but oh, yeah. uh, um mario kart i'd consider that like a kind of a combat game okay so there's the thing right there's like 700 mario kart games i've played yeah, accurate super mario kart uh-huh. 64. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've played the other ones, like, incidentally, um, like, with friends, but not, like, like, I played some Double Dash, and I played, like, eight. But, I mean, like, owned to play them? No. I mean, right. What about, 64 like, way back, what I about bought. something like Death Race? No. On the NES? No? Oh, I mean, I own it, and I've played it a few times, because I own it, but... Oh, yeah. No. All right, well... Maybe That's Spy fun. Hunter. That was kind of a cool... Kind of, yeah. I, I always consider that more of a shoot-em-up, but because of the theme, sure, yeah. Cars, combat, makes sense. All right. So maybe I would consider that. It's probably one of the first ones I ever played, but... Oh, yeah. So the difference with Twisted Metal to all of those games is there's no racing. It's more like playing something like Power Stone. It's like an arena, and you've got to defeat all your opponents. It's like 3D arena brawler kind of thing, but just themed with vehicles. Okay, so they like took Destruction Derby and slapped weapons on them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very accurate, yeah. So the first one was very, very close to being a launch title for the original PlayStation. Came out like the following month. And nobody had any hopes that it would do anything, including the people who developed it. They said, you know, we're all fired. We like because they proposed Warhawk and that at the same time. That's that's both like the same development team, and then they split into two to to work on both of these games. Uh 
And every time they showed off these games before the PlayStation came out, everyone was like, Warhawk's going to be huge. Warhawk. We all love Warhawk. And then when they came out, nobody cared about Warhawk, and they Twisted Metal outsold it like by a ton. I wouldn't say nobody cared about Warhawk. Warhawk sold pretty well. I mean, yes, it did. In comparison, it wasn't it a didn't blockbuster. Well. And, yeah. Um, everyone literally expected Twisted Metal to just disappear. For some reason in my mind, I always like Twisted Metal and Loaded. Like, I, they must have come out re- relatively at the same time, but I just kind of pair those Clearly, in my yeah. mind for some reason. Okay. Um, I've never had those together, but they, they're both like that, you know, violent kind of B-movie kind of I think it's more of just like the time them. they came out. They were very kind of those early games that, that were pretty big early on for PlayStation after like the yeah. Toshinden thing was over. So they... They say it a whole bunch of times when you talk to like any of the devs nowadays, like they wanted it to be like Mortal Kombat, okay, um, like and feel and vibe and stuff. And it like just the trajectory of the series, I, I feel kind of mimics Mortal Kombat like right along for a while because um, they have this this concept, this arena game where it's fighting with vehicles, but it's really rough that first one. Like it's hard to go back to like controls really weird. The levels aren't amazing. You know the, the draw distance in a ps1 game especially launch ps1 games not very good um but they've got all the ideas there that that are good ideas they just haven't quite figured out what makes them work yet um so and and i kind of feel like that like going back to mortal kombat games like the first one's not great to play it's the second one where they kind of nailed it and then and then improved on it from there kind of thing i remember the big thing being like that sweet tooth truck or whatever that was the thing you saw everywhere i i'm sure there were other character vehicles but you never saw anything but that sweet tooth truck so out of the eight games there's only three characters that show up in all of them and only two of them are playable in all of them and sweet tooth's one of those he's been in every single game he's on the cover of all of them, like he's the the mascot for that game for sure. See, I only know of two, and that's just because I think I've seen the covers of the games. There's Sweet Tooth, and then there's some burly guy that has giant wheels for arms or something. Yeah. So that's Axel. He's he's probably in half of them. Okay. Um. Yeah. He's just got like a very cool design that kind of stands out. He's he's the Jax of the game if we're doing Mortal Kombat analogies again. Well, I mean, kind of, his, yeah. His father has mounted him into this, uh, into two giant wheels with rocket launchers on his shoulders and stuff, uh, as like some kind of weird punishment. As dads are wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, the the whole like B movie feeling of that first one, especially, um, like the the concept of the game is Calypso um, runs this tournament where all these cars are trying to kill each other, and whoever wins the tournament gets one wish granted and he's got some kind of like in almost all the games he's got some kind of demonic power that lets him grant someone's wish so because it's demonic often there's like a twist to it it's not it's like the monkey paw thing it's it's kind of what you asked for but not right and you'll notice if you play a bunch of them that the contestants very poorly choose their words (laughs) when they're making their wish and it bites them in the ass almost every single time um, but the first game, they had FMV cutscenes for the endings, which are absolutely amazing. Okay. It, like, it's got Calypso, who is this guy with just this crazy, frizzy red hair. His face is all, like, burnt up, and it's, like, really bad makeup. <laughs> Sitting on a pile of broken cars with, like, 
bikini babes and and shirtless dudes with machine guns standing all around him. Oh, the nineties. Uh, granting wishes, uh, but those those amazing FMV videos all got cut from the original launch because you know they thought uh, part of the dev team was a company in Utah. And they were very against the bikini babes, not the violence, not the guns, like not the explosions. Like they didn't want these like women in bikinis in the game. So they complained enough that they got it cut. And there's just like a stupid wall of text now is all the character endings in the game. And yeah, they're so really did they bad. Release these videos later somehow that you could see them. Yes, the the uh, uh, PSP game that you mentioned um had a whole bunch extra content on it and then they re-released the psp game on the ps2 and added even more content onto it Mm. and they put those videos on those those versions of the game that they called them like the lost videos kind of and you can find them on youtube really easy now but they're great they're they're so low budget and like he's like we couldn't afford a truck to put in things so it's like we just put enough steam on and two big lights so it looked like a truck in the background (laughs) kind of thing like it's really funny. Uh, that sounds again. That sounds very '90s, very early, yeah, game sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so the first one's rough, but it's got the, the basic idea. Two, they because like the game sold so well right away that they got uh, greenlit to do a sequel. And I should mention, sold really well in North America. No other region cares about these games at all. Well, I can't see Japan why. Japan doesn't. I, I Europe can't see doesn't. why that is, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so two refined everything. It's like the Mortal Kombat 2. Like, it's like the classic one where they they kind of figured it all out. So the cars don't move like cars. They they move like people. Like, when you're in air, the car can still move. Uh, you can, like, pivot without actually driving if you want to. Uh, you can do, like, really quick 180s and stuff. Like, you have a lot of maneuverability about your vehicles. Uh, the first game was also set totally in Los Angeles, and the second one they do have like a world theme. So like there's a there's there's a cool level in Paris that a lot of people like, where they really went nuts with the uh, destructible environments, which is probably one of the first games that I played when it was fairly new, um, where I got to play around with destructible environments. So you can attack the Eiffel Tower enough times that you can knock it over and like explode it and then you can like climb up it and like drive it onto the roofs of buildings that are around Paris uh, you can like blow up the entrance to the Louvre and then go inside and like light paintings on fire <laughs> okay. and if you burn the Mona Lisa and wait until the fire stops like there's like a code on it you can punch into the game that something happens oh my and so they have a lot of stuff like that scattered throughout the game where you can like find little hidden easter eggs and little codes and stuff uh, you can like knock the Statue of Liberty's clothes off, so it's like in a bikini uh, in one stage. Makes sure um, sense. Yeah, if there, there's subway trains in the Tokyo level, and if you can land on top of one, you can like read the codes on top of the trains and stuff. But it's like super hard to like land on one. It's really neat. Um, the soundtrack's really good in two as well. They they go for that like like it's called twisted metal, so it's kind of metal ish kind of rock-ish like bar band almost like somewhere in between those two it falls how much grunge um, is in these soundtracks like you'd be surprised like almost none wow okay yeah is there any rob zombie <laughs> oh man are we gonna get into rob zombie very <laughs> how soon? how many times do you have to listen to dragula uh, hold that question 
until we you get to the next game. Okay, because we're talking 90s games, so let's okay, yeah. let's keep going. So, in Twisted Metal 2, one of the things they did a lot better, huge improvement besides the controls and the level design, because these the stages are really fun now, especially with the destructible environments. And they're all over the place. Like, you've got Antarctica, which starts off as this huge, big place. There's, like, some ice bridges and stuff, and, like, a, I think there's, like, an oil rig and things on it. But as you play... The, uh, the ice starts to like fracture and break and fall off. So the level keeps getting smaller. And if you're on the piece that breaks, like you're dead. So you got to kind of pay attention to the level. Um, Holland drops you into Holland with like big windmills and stacks of like hay. Um, and they get blown up pretty quickly. So then you've just got a big open field where everybody can see everybody and there's nowhere to really hide. Um, there's rooftops in New York where if you fall off a building, like you're dead one, one chance. Um, but you can like jump between buildings if you're quick enough and you've got the right speed and stuff. So it's kind of neat. There's a little bit of risk reward to those. So what is the scale of this? Cause I'm trying to think about this stuff in my head that you're describing. I'm like, vehicles are pretty big. How, and you're talking about going inside the Louvre and burning paintings. So are they people sized or are they car sized? So in the Louvre isn't very big. Like you go in the Louvre and you're talking like uh, like someone's living room size. Okay. Um, and there's like three paintings on the walls kind of thing. Oh, okay. But then okay. when you're when you're out of the Louvre, there's like four like apartment size buildings that are like long. And then the Eiffel Tower and there's like a, a big uh, reservoir. So um, your guys so are like most... car sized then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, most of the levels are pretty big, uh, with the exception there's like an arena in Moscow that's kind of like a bowl. It's like it's supposed to be like an abandoned like silo to launch missiles. So it just kind of funnels everybody into this bowl, and you've got a nowhere to really hide in that one either. Okay. Yeah. Um, the stories. This is where Tosmel kind of got its personality, I think, um, because. You get these really interesting cutscenes uh, when you finish the game with any character, and they all have their own endings, uh, where they're like hand drawn, uh, very comic book style, and and like there'll be two still images, but they'll like move them and and like shrink them and grow them as they're talking, moving to give them some life, um, and it's a really neat effect. Okay, uh, it's really stylish. And they really, they have a new Calypso who doesn't look like that gross FMB guy that they did. So uh, Carrot Top like a, is out. Is that, is that Carrot Top's out. This guy's got a business suit, long hair, and like, you know, something's happened to his face. You can't really tell what, but he's he's not quite uh, quite normal. Okay. Um, and so they, they, they get really campy and cheesy, and it's like really fun. Like, they're really play into these stupid stupid wishes they make okay um like one of the characters uh drives an f1 car and she wins and so she's like i want to go fast i gotta go fast like you gotta make me the fastest thing that's around and so he does grants the wish and then she's driving she you know breaks the speed of light barrier and time travels back to the age of dinosaurs but then her car runs out of fuel because there's no gas (laughs) then and so she dies by getting stepped on by a T-Rex <laughs> and then fast forward back to real time and they fi- they uncover her like racing helmet uh, as like a ancient artifact. <laughs> okay. So all the endings are kind of like that. They're like, I want this thing that I've been striving for my whole life. 
oh my god, it's like burned me real bad. Yes, because somebody, like you said, can't figure out how to construct a simple wish. Yeah, or Calypso will just twist their words. Like the, there's like an old army vet who's like a hundred and something odd years old, and he wants his youth back. So he wishes for the body of a twenty year old, and he gets the body of a twenty year old, but he's still got his hundred year old head on top of his body. Okay. <laughs> deep thoughts. So, All right. Yeah, deep thoughts. But because of the style and the clips of voice actors, actually, so it works. They, they make good. it work. Yeah. Okay. They make it work because they like really lean into that camp, and the art style fits it really good, and the whole game's kind of silly, so it all kind of yeah. fits together into this neat campy package. Say because if not, it's like the lamest Twilight Zone ever. But okay. <laughs> yeah, which we will get into again very very shortly. Okay. All right. Um, the only other thing I want to add about two is they added, uh, like fighting game moves, like, <laughs> like, like an input that you would do to like do Shoryuken or a Hadouken or something in Street Fighter. You would go like left, right up and you would shoot like a freeze ball at a car and it would encase them in ice for like two seconds. So you get like a bunch of free shots on them. Okay. Or you could temporarily put a shield over your car or you could make your car jump off the ground. Like it had a like spring underneath it or something. So you've got a, a literal meter of this energy that just recharges over time. So you can, you can do X amount of freezes or jumps or shields, and then you got to wait for it to like, uh, build up again. So, uh, when did they add the fatalities in? The whole game's kind of fatalities. <laughs> they're always blowing people up, get, get uh-huh. cool screams out of their vehicles as they get destroyed. I don't know if there's special finishers or anything that you could do. Um, well, thank you for mentioning that. I should have mentioned that earlier. Actually, each car is, it's kind of its own character. Like they, they have a driver that can change from game to game. Um, like Sweet Tooth always. Sweet Tooth is actually the name of the vehicle. Uh, Needles Kane is the driver with the like clown face and the flaming hair. Oh, okay. Um, but most other cars, like if you have Outlaw, which is like a police vehicle, it's got a different cop in it every game for the most part. Um, but the cars are like the personality, and they all have special moves. Um, that just recharge over time. You usually start the match with one or two, depending on your vehicle. And then you just have to wait like two, three minutes till it reloads kind of thing. Um, so there's like, uh, Thumper's my favorite. He's this like pink Cadillac and he just got like a flamethrower that comes out the front of the car and just drops people's health really drastically, but it's got a really short range. So you gotta be pretty close to them to do it. Um, twister is the f1 car i was talking about Mm -hmm. it literally hops up on one wheel and like spins around creating a tornado and then any car that's close enough gets caught in the tornado and thrown around (laughs) a bit and tossed out okay yeah they go real wacky with them um mr slam is like a construction truck that they've like put like teeth onto the front of so it'll like grab a car and like slam it around a few times and throw it away mr slam Mr. Slam. Yeah. Somebody somebody skipped the creative writing course, I see. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll see. Well, if you watch any of the documentaries with David Jaffe, who's the creator, who also did God of War, yeah, the, yeah. the original one. Um, yeah, he's like, he's like, he wanted to be a uh, film student, and that just didn't happen. He became a Sony tester and eventually made games. He's like, now I can write and tell stories. And he's like, I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> I have fun with it. In well, some of the later I, games, he he pulls in actual writers to help him, but in the early ones, like it's it's like him just goofing around and having fun. I guess I could see that from like the first God of War games because they were basically just about kicking butt and sex, and uh, you know they were very the the plot line was you know pretty straightforward. So 
Yeah. Different from the latter yeah. games, I would guess. So. They're, they're not they're not Shakespeare. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, God of War was fun, movies. though. So, you know, that's... Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, there, there's not, like, a canon that runs through all of these games. For the most part, there's exceptions to that. Like, I mentioned Outlaw is, like, a cop car. Mm-hmm. So, in the first, out, the first Outlaw... Um, I forget what his stupid wish was, how he worded it, but he gets sent into space because he said the wrong words kind of thing. So he's flying into space. He wanted to be somewhere where there's like no violence or something and shot him in space. Okay. And so in the second game, Outlaw is run by his sister. So somehow the car uh, comes back, but the guy driving it does not. No, different car, but it's another cop car with the, the sister of the driver from the first Outlaw. Oh, okay. So it's called Outlaw 2. She makes a wish... That same thing sounds really dumb. Gets launched into space, and and it makes the player think like, oh man, like why would they do the same dumb thing again? And then she's like, hi, I wanted this, and her car is really a spaceship, so she can go find her brother in space. <laughs> and then way later on down the series, both of them come back in the same car. <laughs> okay, uh, but typically, whatever car you are at that moment, that's the canon of the game. And then as soon as you pick a new car, everything you just did doesn't exist. Okay, yeah. but. But like that outlaw thing, there's like a few exceptions to that where a, a storyline does run through multiple games. But there's really no set canon to any of these. They're all just mishmashed together. So three, this this one is totally different development team. Um, they didn't even release this in any territory that wasn't North America. Wow. They, they just figured the games weren't selling enough at that point. Um, they didn't localize anywhere else. None of the original guys are on it. And it and they, and the, they weren't allowed to use the engine or anything. Like, they had to rebuild the whole game. And they had, like, seven or eight months to do it. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, it it's worse like than it. the first game. Oh, wow. It's okay. so awful. And it's also the first game where they start licensing music. And Rob Zombie makes his, his first appearance. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if it's the 90s and there was music <coughs> in the video game. <coughs> so, yeah, there's a little bit of zombie in here. They don't get Dragula yet, though. Um, do a couple other so I think there's a White Zombie song and two Rob Zombie songs in this one. And then, like two or three other bands I've never heard of that are that style of music too. Yeah, it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the game controls worse than the first one. Uh, camera's bad. Car movement's bad. The level design is like taking a big step back too. it. Like really boring levels, really bad music, hard to move your car around. They, they've created some new cast and kept about half of the old cast. And the new ones like, really dumb like really really dumb <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> like we were talking ones... highbrow before no so and they're they're now what is it like worse. just like some old lady's station wagon or something i mean is it no they, they put the old lady in a monster truck in this oh yeah because that's edgy that's edgy <laughs> um and the 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 cutscenes at the end are all 3D animated now instead of that cool style. Yeah. Uh, they have the same Calypso voice actor, which is like the only good thing about the whole game. Okay. But the the like endings, like it's like they put zero thought into them. Like they're not even as good as that scroll that comes in the first game. <laughs> oh boy. Like the grandma wishes to just watch her her shows in peace, and so they like clockwork orange her in front of a TV. 
Oh. And Sweet Tooth says, I want all the candy. So they clockwork orange him and just shove candy in his mouth. Uh, one guy says he wants to hang with his homies. So they make his head and a couple of the other characters' heads like those things you'd hang from your rearview mirror. That's terrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah, really? They're, they're bad. And they're like 10 seconds long. They're like so short and like cheaply produced. Uh, was the Did the, this game come out like when the PS2 was already a thing or something? Uh, this would have been before PS2. Wow. Okay. Because, like, the PlayStation was hitting on all cylinders. Why would they do that? Because 2, like, uh, Twismel 2 was a really good selling game. And they, even though they didn't have access to that team anymore, uh, they wanted to keep capitalizing off of it. So what happened with that team? Do you know? Did they, like, is that when God of War started? Were they busy with that? Or what was going on? The... The team that was based in Utah, uh, before they did Twisted Metal, they didn't do video games. They did like uh, like flight tech stuff, uh, 3D renders for like government, okay. and like their 3D tech was like very impressive for the time, which is why they they kind of partnered with uh, Sony to do a couple games. And then they decided, and, and like being in Utah, like there's a very religious background to a lot of these guys. They're mm-hmm. like like Twisted Metal's not a fit for like the people that work at the studio. We want to do other stuff. So they, they went off and did different things. So they had nine, eight, nine studios, uh, do three. Oh yeah. Nine, eight, nine was really just a sports studio. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. For the people that don't yeah. remember nine, eight, nine. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So then four comes out again, seven months later, Oh. Also by 989 Studios. Oh, seven months? Like, released? Yeah. Seven so months? So quick. Like, they, oh. they had no time to, like, put this together. But they've they've tweaked the controls a little bit better. Okay. Level design, a little bit better. They got Dragula <laughs> in this one. <laughs> That's all you need. Not only do they have Dragula, Rob Zombie is a playable character oh, in this okay. game. Okay. All right. He drives the zombie mobile, and there's like a severed zombie head that like does all his talking for him. It's very weird. <sighs> it sounds about like ultimate nineties, right there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so his ending was so cheesy. Um, so in this one, it's the only one where Calypso's not the not running the contest. Uh, somehow Sweet Tooth's taking it over from him, and Sweet Tooth is like running the competition. Okay. So when Rob Zombie wins. The, the head says that he wants the whole world to hear the screams of a dead man's soul. And then they play like a 10 second FMV clip of a Rob Zombie music video for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just so Rob Zombie could get some more time. Yes. So, I guess so. I'm going to guess yeah. that this probably came about <clears throat> because Rob Zombie's like, I want to be in a game. And they're like, okay, we can one. put him into Twisted Metal 4, I guess. We still got the engine yeah. sitting around. So, like I said, though, it, it is a little bit better than 3 in every way. Like, it's still got the crappy licensed soundtrack. There's, like, Rob Zombie and Cypress Hill and, <laughs> and a couple other bands. Same thing I've never heard of, but they all fit that kind of genre. Okay, yeah, all right. I, um, I'll admit to owning a Cypress Hill album at one point in time. You know, it was the 90s. I think I did, too, but I can't remember anything about it. Lots of drugs songs. Lots of songs about drugs. It, like... <laughs> I, I know them as a rap band, but the song they had in this game, pretty heavy. Oh, okay. Some, I don't, I don't some good I ever, guitar in it. I don't think I ever yeah. heard anything but the rap stuff. But. I, I don't know. Like, they still rap, but, like, 
over guitars. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Um, but the levels are, they got some of the destructible environments back and, and a little bit more interesting use of them than they had in three. Uh, the camera and the vehicle controls a, a lot smoother. Still not as good as two, but, but probably in between one and two. So now I have to ask, is it like body count? Is the music sound like that? Uh, yeah, that's comparable. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I was just busy thinking about no Cypress Hill <laughs> and rock music. I'm like, okay, like body count, right? Yeah. Cause I'm like, there's not very many bands that do that. No, no, pretty rare. Okay. Um, so they've scrapped almost the entire knowable cast of Twisted Metal and come up with like new characters. Are they and like then- Rob Zombie's friends? <laughs> No, like Rob Zombie's his own thing, and then there's just like a family in a station wagon. Uh, there's a meter maid. Um, there is uh, like a hippie girl. Um, they're they're pretty bad all across. Like none of the new ones anyone remembers or cares about. And the endings are just as dumb as well. They're a little better than three. They they don't quite have that camp to two, but you can see they were trying at least. Uh, like the family that wins in the station wagon, uh, what their, their wish for sweet tooth is to have this like top of the line RV with all the features in it and a custom driver. And they want that driver to be sweet tooth, even though this doesn't make sense because sweet tooth is not his name, it's the vehicle's <laughs> name, but they call him sweet tooth several times in this game. Okay. Um, so he's driving the vehicle while they're all singing, you know, 99 balls of beer on the wall until Sweet Tooth decides to drive them off a cliff. So witty. Okay. So witty. Uh, Calypso is a playable character in this game, though, and the only game he's a playable character in. All right. And he drives uh, like a truck that has like a nuclear missile on the back of it. So you'd think he has a pretty good advantage over everybody, but he's about the same. So how will this make any sense? So suddenly he gets a wish at the end if he wins? Yeah. So he Sweet Tooth stole the contest room, and apparently there's a ring that gives him that power, which is never mentioned in any game previous <laughs> to this. It's like a demon that he's kind of taken the power from in the previous games. But now it's a ring, and he wants it back from Sweet Tooth so he can uh, run the tournament again. They have a fight. They both kill each other during it. I was going to say, like, because since he was behind all of this, he would at least be smart enough to construct a pretty good wish, right? And not mess it up. Yeah. They just, like, have a fist fight until the building collapses on us. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I can see so, why you're it, so taken with this series. <laughs> yeah. This one is is a step forward from three, but thankfully, 99 disappears off the face of the earth for this franchise and, and, after four. And quickly vanished off the face of the earth, period, not too long after... Yeah, probably. Did they yeah, do that, much on like, the PS2? <clears throat> I think once Madden became Madden, uh, football games couldn't go anywhere else. Like, I don't think 989 yeah. lasted a whole lot longer. Remember them doing some like skateboarding games and stuff? Like, not the good ones like Tony Hawk, but like some, some rip-off extreme sports kind of things. Yeah, I think they kind of folded after a few years. Yeah. But anyway, so we're getting out of PS1 now. Is this where we get to PS2. black? This is black. Okay. Yeah. So this is David Jaffe. He's back. He's back. He, he's back, and he's got and he's a mad. idea. He, he is very mad, and he's very sinister in this one. They they do like a total reimagining of the series. Get rid of all the camp. 
This one's going to be grounded in reality. It's going to be dark and sinister and broody. And like, th- this is a lot of people's favorite twist metal. Mine's probably two. Okay. But this one has a very, like, if you were 15 when this game <laughs> came out, like, this was the coolest thing that ever came gotcha. out. Gotcha. So if you were, like, bored in 1985, this is your favorite twisted metal game. Well, I was born in 84. Two is my favorite. Okay. So if you were born in, like, 1989, this is your. I'd say, yeah, 1989, 90, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. So you're going to like black a lot. All right. Um, so Calypso's still running the tournament, but how it works is he's kind of taking control of like an insane asylum and he's offering all the people in the asylum compete in my tournament and I will give you what you desire, but he's not talking about it in a, in a wish or like a supernatural way, like the old ones. He's like, someone put you in this asylum. Like I know where they are. I will have them for you if you win. So half of the stories are, this you know this guy did a terrible thing to me he uh he uh disformed me and ran off with my wife and now i'm in here like i'm in this asylum i'm crazy so calypso just like literally like ties the guy up for him he's like here you go i got the guy you that you want revenge on and you just murder him and that's like half of the people's endings are some form of that okay yeah seems quick um, but th- it is uh this game is very fast compared to the other ones uh it they feel a lot more like vehicles now instead of like people um it runs at 60 frames per second on the ps2 uh like that and it was not a launch game but it was like within the first year it came out it's very impressive looking for for that era that it came out in too um like i said everything's like dark and grimy like everything is like black in this game like it's constant nighttime in like every level there's no color to it whereas like two three and four were like pretty vibrant and, and bright games but black has no color to it at all and when the did black come all out the way through 2001 okay okay and uh pretty so early very fast yeah very early they well they knew the series had a following even though they didn't localize three and four anywhere other than north america mm-hmm. Um, so they specifically were like, you did a good job launching the PlayStation with this franchise. Like we want to try and do the same thing again with the PS2. Yeah. Cause didn't they want to say, do something with Warhawk as well? Yeah. And so Warhawk actually makes a cameo in this game as the last boss. Uh, you have to blow up Warhawk. Okay. I swear I didn't out. know any. I'm just, that's interesting that I mentioned these things. Well, it's, no, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, the other guy that created the series with him was the one that split and did Warhawk and he's back helping on black. And so they both thought it would be fun to like put Warhawk in there. I was going to say, wasn't that like a big thing? Like we're going to do a Warhawk, a new Warhawk game. And I don't remember if that, like maybe it never came out or it came out and it wasn't very good or something like that. I don't think it came out until they tried to do like a revival on the PS3 okay. for that series. Yeah. Cause it was like for a long time. It's like, man, another Warhawk game. Like, well, I mean, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> for the, yeah. It was cool for the time because 3D was new, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No worries. Um, So this game is, I think, the hardest game in the series. Like, it's just very unforgiving. Like, you can take damage so quickly because of how fast everything's moving. Um, It's very dark, so it's it's harder to like spot a lot of things, like good hiding spots or an environment you're supposed to destroy or uh, weapon pickups and stuff like that. And because you move so fast, like you gotta get comfortable with the controls, and it takes a little while because of the speed. 
So is it mostly do you think it's so dark because of like draw distance or do you think it was just like an intentional choice or I think it was an aesthetic choice to like fit how sinister all these stories were okay. like like there's a minister who uh uh, Sweet Tooth's gonna like tell him the truth. He like he's convinced he's possessed by a demon, and he was doing this exorcism with a baby, and the baby died, and then everyone in the church mur- got murdered by him because of this demon. And then, like the ending is, you find out like there's no demon. Like you drowned a baby during a baptism, and then went crazy and like murdered the whole congregation. Nice. Yeah. So that that's the the like. So the the vibe of the whole game is is just so is Calypso still a god in this or no he's just a dude uh, like like I said most of the time it's just like here's the guy who you want revenge on he's tied up okay like you were a boxer so he's tied up to a, a heavy bag so you can like punch the crap out of him this guy you know he he crop dusted you with some poison so he's tied up and you've got a plane ready to like run right into him <laughs> okay <laughs> there there are a couple moments where it doesn't make sense like realistically like he would need a supernatural power to like do the wish Uh. like one of them has something to do with the voodoo doll um but for the most part yeah it's just like uh okay here's the dude that puts you in here go nuts (laughs) okay all right (laughs) yeah they're pretty dark um yeah this is a lot of people's favorite game because of how it controls so it's very and and the you know, if you like the vibe too, uh, a neat thing about it is the soundtrack. They ditched all licensed stuff and they ditched the metal theme. It's all orchestrated. And what? it's like, like, it's re- like I'm trying to think of a like movie to compare it to. Like, it's really cinematic sounding. Like, it's like you're in a battle all the time. Like you're watching a big war movie and like the, the, uh, orchestra's going wild during this battle scene. Like, I mean, it's pretty neat, actually. I like the music to this one. I mean, I remember everybody got really tired of Rob Zombie at a certain point. Yeah. But, um, well, he will come back. Don't you worry. Oh. We're not, we're not done with Rob Zombie. Fun. Is this like later on, did he come back when he had his film and had to plug it or something? No, no. They just pick up Dragula later on. Too, oh, big. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. There has uh, to be a game. I mean, it's been long enough. Uh, maybe there's another game due soon that has Dragula in it again. Uh, maybe it's time to, for that revival. <laughs> I can't remember if it was in Brutal Legend, but I don't think it was. God. But I don't know what other I, games you put that in now. I would be curious. I would just like to Google sometime how many how many games that one song was licensed in. It was crazy, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, we're going to go back, actually. Not ahead. <clears throat> oh, we're going to okay. go back to the PS1. There's another PS1 game that came out after Twisted Metal Black. Oh, this is, I'm sure, going to be really good now. So this is Twisted Metal Small Brawl, oh, the one okay. the one that you couldn't name. Okay. Uh, and it is a whole, another reimagining of the series. It's like, imagine everybody was 10 years old, and they did this combat with RC cars. You know, that kind of makes sense, because you have to think about, like, what's the life cycle of a console? Like, you get it, you play it for a while, and then, like, you give it to your kid brother or something, because you've got the PS2 now. So it kind of makes sure. sense. Yeah, and like Black was the first one that had an M rating because of how dark they went. Uh, all the other ones are T rated. So this one's back to T rating. Um, Calypso still runs a tournament, but he's like the neighborhood bully. Like okay. He picks on everybody. And so all these kids are like trying to figure out how to uh, get even with Calypso for the most part. Um, 
it's made by some of the same team, not not the lead guys, not Jaffe and, and there's another guy named Scott Campbell. Not them, but but some guys who have worked on previous good Twisted Metal games. It's just like, because Jaffe uh, and them probably would have been really busy with God of War stuff, right? Yeah, right after Black finished, yeah, it's all God of War all the time for quite a while. Yeah, okay. Um, so he like he he came up with the original concept apparently, and like the team went and took that idea, and that's all he had for involvement with it. Um, so this one's actually pretty good. Uh, it plays a lot more like two control wise, uh, but it is quicker combat like black, where you're you're doing a lot of damage and you can take a lot of damage. So you gotta be careful. Uh, the level design is really interesting for RC cars. So like you've got like a playground where you can like launch up uh, uh, equipment, climb up the playground. You can go up the like teeter totters and stuff. And if you're not quick enough, you know, it'll go down and you don't get to launch up and get the cool item. Um, there's one in the kitchen. That's pretty funny. There's like uh, the counter all around the kitchen. The kitchen makes no sense like to reality, but uh, you've got like your <laughs> microwave ovens and your toasters and your can openers and stuff all around the edge. And then you've got an island in the middle that if you can leap to or take one board that's like leaned across to it, you've got some special power-ups. There, there's a plumber's butt like sticking out <laughs> from under the sink, and you could actually napalm his butt to like get some secret stuff <laughs> underneath him. So they have like a little bit of fun with the destructible environment. Okay, all right. Uh, there's a mini golf course. There's one in a tree house that's pretty neat. Um, they revisit some old characters. Uh, m- most of the cast is, is characters, but younger versions of them. But the ones that didn't make it into the game as playable are usually bosses Okay. in that type. I should mention in 4 as well, every stage had a boss. That's the only Twisted Metal game that's ever done that. All right. Very weird doesn't choice. sound like a game that should have bosses. Uh, all of them do. They, they have a final boss and usually a mid-boss. Okay. Um, the mid-boss is last year's tournament winner Uh-oh. and then the the final boss is like you know, something crazy like sweet tooth's dad or something stupid <laughs> okay but, so dark tooth <laughs> who's just a bigger ice cream <laughs> the sounds really dumb but okay yes it is uh but yeah small brawl if you like the series um it's actually a cool one to pick up um really fast paced it's got remixes for of songs from the first two games so it's it's actually a fun soundtrack um, the levels are a lot better than, than they have been for three and four for sure. And one. So, so it's pretty high up there at this point. Not that the bar is like super, super high. What's but the, I think most, most people's favorites are either two or black. Those are like the highlights. So what's the Rob zombie coefficient in small brawl? Is there a, um, <coughs> I don't think there is any licensed music in small brawl. Oh, okay. If there is, there's barely any, because it's all just remixed stuff from the first two games. I think you should put that into your writings as, like, what's the zombie factor? <laughs> like, what's the what's the amount of zombie you get in it? After I talk about each game, it's going to be how many zombies out of five. <laughs> That's right. It's just Rob is Zombie it, Is it a Dragula, or is it the Creeper? <laughs> Meet the Creeper, what's that one? Yeah, that was a Super Beast. Is it a Super Beast or a Dragula? There we go. Um, so then we're going to jump over to the PSP as another launch title, which has kind of been a trend. Like it almost launched PS1, almost launched PS2, does launch, uh, with the PSP, uh, with Twisted Metal head on head and it has online capabilities like at launch, which was a big deal at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you've got some of the original team again on this one. 
and it is a direct canon sequel to to Smell Two. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, and I say canon very loosely, like I mentioned before. Like there are two or three vehicles that have like ties to their other characters, um, but for the most part, like it's just its own thing again. Um, so it's kind of a step between two and black where it's got the like tighter controls and the visuals from black, but with more color. Okay. Um, but yeah, really fast paced. Um, they, they've really toned down the difficulty though. It's probably one of the easier ones, even though it plays like black, it's not nearly as challenging. That's something we haven't talked about so far. So, I mean, we don't have to dig all the way back through it. I'm curious because... PlayStation originally did not launch with analog control. It was digital. And then DualShock came... Al- well, first there was just the analog controller. And then there was DualShock. So at what point in the series did they get analog control? And how did that affect the PSP game with only one analog stick? Great question. Uh, so the first two games, obviously, just D-pad which makes it really easy to do the button inputs, like I was talking about, like the freezes and the shields and stuff. Uh, so three gives you the option, and four, where you can turn off analog or you can do traditional controls in them. Unfortunately, because it's three and four, it sucks no matter which version <laughs> of controls you pick. Okay. Uh, with black, uh, you're you're all stick. Yeah. Um, but because the... They never think of these cars as cars. They think of them as, like, people. So you're not rotating the camera around with your left or with your right stick the right stick does nothing in these games oh uh like they kind of mount the camera to your vehicle so as you turn camera's moving okay. with you kind of thing all right um because they want you to be able to like spin a 180 around and attack the guy that's shooting you from behind kind of thing okay so you, you can't spin a camera around with that kind of precision very well without a lot of practice so they just take care of it for you okay so one stick, not an issue for these games. Uh, so PSP one, yeah, like that's uh, it just plays like the old original couple uh, twisted metals in that regard. Okay. Yeah. Um, the they try and kind of emulate the style from two that had the like cool graphic, uh, like the comic booky kind of vibe to it, but they don't do it very well it seems like a step backwards from that they they have like basically just still images that they like zoom the camera in and out of or like pan around kind of thing they, they don't have that life to them that two had mm. and honestly the just the art's not as good they've got a new calypso again um he's like a bald dude with like really long hair it's kind of gross looking <laughs> okay yeah but he's got, you know, the demon magic powers again. He's he's granting silly wishes. Uh, the same thing, like, the, the writing and the campiness isn't quite as fun as it was in 2. It, it's just, it's more like the 3 and 4 ones, which is kind of bad a lot of the times. Okay. Not satisfying. But gameplay-wise, really, really fun. Like, that, that mix between, uh, like, it's faster like Black, but uh, it still controls like 2. Um it's great it's really fun it's one of the easier ones to play so if you just want to like get an intro to the series without having to like put in god mode codes or like get really good at the game it's it's a fun one to start on not probably not easy to play these days though right i mean you what unless you've got like a playstation tv well, they, or something i mean three years later they ported it to the ps2 so there's a ps2 oh, version okay. of the psp game as okay. well right. and 
and they've added some extra content like those FMV scenes from the first game on the on the that version of that it. That was really a thing for a while. I kind of forgotten about it. like the God of War games that were PSP games came to console yeah. and yeah, that was really a thing for just a hot minute because we realized like, oh, <laughs> PSP's not doing great. Uh, let's just bring some of the good games over. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like the definitive version is the PS2 version, mm-hmm. but if all you have to play is a PSP one, like it plays really good still okay. it's it's solid um but the ps2 and they had those cutscenes. uh there was a planned game where they were gonna do like a a twisted metal like gta clone and they started development on it and then it got canceled but they put the like part that they'd finished into this game as like twisted metal the lost levels okay. so there's like on on foot sweet tooth areas <laughs> like uh it's not good because it, it wasn't finished obviously but uh, it's on there if you're like a big fan of the series and you want to like deep dive into the history and what's that one called uh that's twist metal head on uh for the oh, okay. ps2 same name um and then when you load it up you get to like choose you want to play twist metal head on or twist metal the lost levels all right yeah and then that brings us to the final game in the series that had a very weird development. Uh, so this one's on the PS3. Okay. They're rebooting the series once again. It's just called Twisted Metal. I don't even remember it's this. Super late release, like almost when the PS4 is out. Oh, like really? 2012, and the PS4 comes out in 2013, right? Yeah. So like I don't a know year if I before ever it comes heard out. This. Okay. Um, they had a pretty cool reveal at E3 uh, if you're watching that year, where David Jaffe literally drove onto the stage in the Sweet Tooth van. They had a dude dressed up as Sweet Tooth in the car. It's pretty cool. Alrighty. And, and like we're prior bringing to it that, back yeah and did rob zombie prior, hop out of the other, <laughs> the other oh, side okay. so yeah. this game was originally planned and this is totally reverse of everything else from that era where you know how most like 360 games and ps3 games like the the company's funding them would be like you put multiplayer in this game we're like but it's a single player game They're like put a multiplayer mode in yeah, it. yeah it's a thing now yeah so this is the opposite David Jaffe was like, I'm just making a multiplayer only game. It's going to be download only. And it's going to be like, there's street, there's twist metal gangs. And that was his vision for the game that he was developing. And then when he was almost done, Sony was like, you put a single player in this game and we're going to put it on a $60 retail package. And he's like, but that's not the game. And they're like, put single player in it. Is this somehow tied? I remember like, didn't Jaffe do that calling all cars thing on PS3 that really yeah. flopped? That was a project he did right before this game, yeah. Okay. He's not had a great track record sales-wise with his other games. He loves them. Like, he talks very highly about, like, Drawn to Life and uh, the Cars one you just mentioned. Yeah. But they didn't do good. I just remember the calling all cars and, like, it was supposed to be a thing and then it was just, like, this big flop. Hearing him talk about Drawn to Life is really funny because he's like, he's like, I wrote this, like, great story about this like kid who was being abused at home and all the characters in the game were like manifestations of like his dad and his brother and his teacher and all this stuff he's like he's like i put this game out and i'm just waiting for like baftas to roll in like i'm getting these awards <laughs> he's like everyone hated it he's like nobody liked my game like, nobody understood it <laughs> i don't think i remember anything fun. about that game same thing was like a digital only thing oh yeah. uh, god yeah i remember that was such a thing for a while Still, uh, we're still in that era. Yeah, but at least now it's um, usually uh, to me it's like things like oh well, this is like a Steam game 
it's coming over to console, it's digital only. I mean, that's what it kind of feels right. like a lot of times now, where then it was just like, no, we're going to just do just this special thing, just for digital. And you're like, oh, that means it's going to be crappy, right? Because you're not going to fund it properly? Yeah. So they do add single player to this game that wasn't meant to have single player. So it is a very weird single player <laughs> compared to every single other Twisted Metal game. Okay. Um, you've only got three characters because the game was meant to be gangs on like street gangs. Like you've got a sweet tooth gang where you, you have these crazy clowns, but they can drive any car. So like they can drive the sweet tooth fan, but they can also drive, you know, the dark side, like big semi truck, or they can drive a motorcycle like Mr. Grimm, but it's always like, you're part of that gang. Uh, there's a Mr. Grimm gang. Which, like, he's he's the dude who's always got, like, a skull. He's, like, a Grim Reaper kind of man, guy. Mr. Grim, Mr. Slam. Man, Jaffe is a wonder with names. So, Mr. Grim is the only other character who's been in every single Twisted Metal game. Okay. Um, very different versions of him. And some, like, they made him a pirate in Twisted Metal 4 for some weird reason. Sounds good. He's a Grim Reaper in most of them. He's a bounty hunter in some of them. Um, and then you've got Dollface, who I think her only other game was Twist Metal Black, unless I'm misremembering something. So she's only been in the two, but they're they're all supposed to be gangs, and you can drive whatever car you want with them. So there's even a helicopter available as a playable vehicle in this Twisted Metal. Sounds great. Uh, yeah, um, it actually is great. Really? Um, yeah, like I, I miss that the cars personality was usually tied with one driver like that was a, a really neat part about every other twist game so you don't have that at all with this one um they do have like their main like mr grimm's usually on a motorcycle so like he feels at home on the motorcycle in this game but he can drive anything Dollface drives like a huge semi uh and uh sweet tooth's got his ice cream truck but because you can also even in the single player, you can load, you can pick like your three favorite vehicles and then mid fight. If your health's too low, you can like find a garage and go in and change your car and they will fix the broken car while you're driving this other one. Okay. It's kind of a neat mechanic. Um, so the single player in this game, you start with sweet tooth. Like you have to finish his story before you get to the next person's story. Hmm. And there's like a percentage meter. You've got to do all these different tracks so they try something a little different here where the first mission is like the same as always, like kill all the other cars, move on to the next one. And then they get a little more creative with their objectives to like, hey, this armored semi, so we're driving around the arena and every five minutes he's going to drop off a new contestant for you to kill. So you have to kill that armored semi as well. Or like he's another target or he's just going to keep dropping more cars down. <coughs> His he's like weak on the front grill. So if you want to try and head on in the semi, like <laughs> do some extra damage and swerve out of the way at the last minute, like that's your best chance. I got Because um, he's he's also equipped with weapons to defend himself. Um, there is um, and there's races in this one too, and they're not good. They're they're really tough because uh, the game is not designed to be a racing game, <laughs> right? So you've got to you've got to get first place or you lose for one fun um so you start and it's, and you can't even pick like the slower vehicles because it's a race right so you can't if your favorite truck is the sweet tooth truck like you're you're gonna lose that race just to <laughs> begin with uh you start and you're you're going towards these checkpoints 
on levels that weren't designed as racetracks. They're the same levels that you use in the arenas with everybody shooting at you. So you can be like heading right towards this checkpoint and then somebody hits you with a missile and you just fly out and miss it. And then you got to backtrack and hit it. It took a lot of trial and error to get through the, uh, the racing levels. Okay. Um, it also has maybe the bot- worst boss fights I've ever played in any video game. They are atrocious. Didn't you just a minute ago say this was good? The game was good? It is. <laughs> okay. it is. I'm so, waiting for that part. Go ahead. The, Go ahead. The, just the regular arena fighting is so good. It's really tight. The, like the, the scale that you could have on a PS3 compared to PS1 and 2 for the levels is amazing. Like... Like I said, when you drive into the Louvre, it's like someone's living room size, like kind of thing. Like it's not really the Louvre. And this one, like if you drive through a toy store, like you can go up the escalator onto the next floor in the toy store. There's like shelving all over the place you can blow up. Uh, you can like t- totally destroy people's houses and drive through them. Um, like they really let you go wild. Like you go into movie theaters. Um, it's pretty pretty fun level design, and the combat's really fast and quick, and uh, it looks really really good like even nowadays like as i just replayed it this week like it looks awesome like i know car games and racing games usually look pretty good they're good demos but even today it still looks uh, pretty solid okay um the soundtrack is a mix of heavy metal that was like specifically designed for this game like not based on anything else or licensed and then there's a licensed section of songs too and it's not perfect, but it is the best licensed selection this series has come up What's with. What's so the far. zombie factor? Uh, just Dragula. <laughs> well, there, I think there's a white zombie song in there too, actually. Okay, dokie. All right. But huge brownie points. They have a Judas Priest song in here too. Oh, so. Okay, all right. It wins me over. They got Riding on the Wind. Okay. Um, and, and then they got like some Airborne and some Sammy Hagar. and It's a little all over the place. But the, the stuff that they created just for the game, really good soundtrack. Really good. I was listening to it just this morning. I was doing my workout, and there's some really cool tracks on it. Um, but to bounce way back to story mode, um, they it's one of my favorite parts of the game, even though it's like really short and weird. Um, they Have you ever seen Sin City? No. Do you remember seeing like at least commercials for it or anything? Yes, I, mean, I remember the art style. Yeah, okay, so they they kind of have something like that going where every character has, like, one color that kind of stands out and the rest of it's really muted and things don't move naturally. They kind of move, like, comic booky, but it's all live-action actors um, filmed in this really neat art style. So, like, Sweet Tooth's got the, like, polka dot pants, so the, those, like, red polka dots, and then whenever there's blood, like, kind of that, that red's really accented and everything else is kind of brownish gray kind of color to it yeah Yeah. um so you go through like there's gotta be like over an hour worth of like live action like cutscenes uh between the three characters um so sweet tooth he is an ice cream dude who has this like personality inside him that's like clawing away trying to get out and get out and finally breaks him and he murders his family except for his daughter who escapes and so he's killing girls that remind him of his daughter trying to find his daughter. Wonderful. And so, yeah. 
it's very dark. Like the first scene, like you see him attacking his daughter and he slams her into a shelf and a pair of scissors falls down into her hand. She stabs him in the face and that's how she escapes. And then, so he's hunting for her ever since. Okay. And it's not done in like a campy cheesy way. Like it's done in a very like saw kind of way, like very Mm. serious. Yeah. I guess that would have been around that saw area. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so Calypso, he's back to being like a kind of demonic supernatural dude, live actor this time too, which, uh, they, they go kind of the PS2 or the Twist Metal 2 look where he's long hair business suit, but totally different look other than that. Um, so you go through his story where he's, you know, murdering a bunch of people looking for his daughter, gets his wish, wishes to be with his daughter. And so the twist here is his daughter's been dead. Like she committed suicide shortly after running away because she couldn't cope with what she'd seen with her family and her dad trying to kill her. So he's in the coffin with her, like underground, like screaming, like nice. They they go dark with that twist. Yes. Yeah. Um, So then you get Mr. Grimm who is a bounty hunter who, his dad used to be a stuntman, like an evil Knievel kind of guy who, you know, had a bad stunt one time, didn't make it and left his son, uh, orphaned, uh, his life, you know, made some bad choices and became a bounty hunter. He kind of hates what he's become. So his wish is to go back in time, stop his dad from, from doing that trick to kind of save his own life and his dad's. So Calypso sends him back into the back seat of the truck while his dad's driving and it like and he like this dude looks terrifying like he's got like a skull painted over his face like huge dreads like so the dad turns around while he's driving sees this crazy man there flips the car over kills himself the son who is in the car who is like him from the past so there's there's a future grim and a small grim there knows his dad had a revolver under the seat and seeing that this guy appeared to murder his dad, he shoots himself, his future self, in the face as a child. Okay. It's pretty dark. Uh, Dollface um, is a model who is jealous of other models when they get jobs that she feels she should have, and so she murders them. So, like, she's just straight up a like terrible person right off the bat. Um, she gets in a vehicle accident and goes to plastic surgeon to recover her face because that's her livelihood. Has you know has that tiny little scar here, so she can't look at herself. She's disgusting. She has to wear the doll face mask. Um, so she wants. This is where they kind of go campy with like the twisted middle two ish thing. Um, so she wishes to be on the world's biggest runway, and obviously she's on a, an airplane runway, and an airplane lands on her. <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, so then after you do all three, though, you get a like extra little clip at the end where one of Sweet Tooth's boys survived. He didn't die. And he kind of misses uh, his dad. He looks up to his dad now. And so he's he's digging a grave at the end, like digging up a old grave. And Calypso says something about someone coming out of the grave and you realize it's a sister's grave and that's where Sweet Tooth was sent. So you think he's digging up Sweet Tooth to bring him back. And then Calypso makes some comment about uh, being resurrected. It's like, you know, painful and he'll, he'll wait until uh, you've got a chance to recover. And then the, the daughter is the one revived and she's the new Sweet Tooth. Oh. So they, 
they really set it up for like a cliffhanger and it's been almost 10 years now. So I don't think they're going to fill that gap in, but yeah, like you should look up a YouTube video. Uh, you don't have to watch all of them. Just, just see the art style in motion. Like it's really cool. Okay. It's really neat. It's hard to explain. So let me ask, after you, since you've gone through this then, do you think this should just die? Or do you think this deserves no. to come back? No, no, no. I like outside of three and four, I love the other six games. Like I okay. think they are fun. I love the camp. I like the serious ones. Uh, it's really fun. Um, just like carnage and, and level destruction. Uh, they usually have a little bit of fun with the stories and the characters and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm totally ready. Like it, PS4 is the only, I guess Vita as well. Uh, they both missed that series, but every other, like it was really important for the PlayStation franchise, uh, for at least the first two consoles. I just wonder if there'd be enough meat on the bone to do a full fledged game like that anymore. Yeah, like, I don't think you could put it out for $60, $70 um, like you used to be able to. You could maybe be like, oh, here's a free PS Plus game or something, but... Wow. Well, like, when I'm on a lot of these things, looking in the comments, it seems like most people are like, make it a Battle Royale now, like a Fortnite kind of clone. That's not what I want for the series, but I feel like that's one way to revive it. Yeah, I think... But I I love the single-player parts of these games. They're They're so silly and uh just like over the top and ridiculous and that's this part of the fun of them yeah, it's just kind of one of those series where i just <clears throat> wonder you know there's some series that have died and you're just kind of like i know why that died right i mean that makes sense I, it's just that's I, yeah. like as much as i would love a revival i know why that died <laughs> right. I, I get i get it <laughs> right i mean just something you're just I, like okay yeah that's just not a thing anymore right yeah and like i said like one region supported this series like nobody else cared about it um three four and small brawl didn't come out in europe um black was heavily censored like they cut out whole scenes in there though like we just can't here's christmas black without story basically because we we're not allowed to give you these story things so like literally nobody cares about it outside of North America. Okay, because I was gonna say, is that well, like was it like Australia or Europe or something that cut all the story stuff? Europe, yeah. Okay. I'm, I imagine Australia too. I didn't specifically look into them, but yeah, would make sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I guess first, anything else you want to talk about with the individual games, or because I've got a few questions. Um, I just wanted to elaborate on how bad the boss fights are in the last uh, one. Okay, all right, go for it. Yeah, so Dollface has a giant robot in, and I think it's the Mr. Grimm story mode. Um, so you've got to fight this giant robot with a little car. So how do you make that work? You obviously have to race after her minions, find the leaders, blow up their car, and then get close enough to the body that comes out of the car that you like tie a rope onto it and drag it to this machine that it's it's a vehicle uh, but you drive it to the back of it and it opens up like a meat grinder basically and you throw the leader into the meat grinder which launches a nuclear missile that then you can control at the giant robot and you have to do that multiple times until it's it like breaks it enough it drops down you can actually like fight it card and robot awful <laughs> sounds really and bad. then the doll face final boss is a giant sweet tooth themed truck 
and like when I say giant, like you're as big as like a lug nut on this machine, like it is enormous. So you have to blow up a sweet tooth face to go into it. And then when you're into it, you're in a pinball machine all of a sudden. And these little clowns with bombs strapped on them, you're like have to let them latch onto your car and then launch up and like blow up targets when you have clown bombs on you and then after that you have to go through like a whole gauntlet where there's like literally like swinging balls and like axes chopping down and like mines rolling down it it's very frustrating okay i hate them so much sounds bad (laughs) it's bad they're so bad okay are there more (laughs) terrible bosses or uh, those two stand out okay. in particular, but yeah, none of them are particularly great. Cause again, like you said, it's just, they had to throw some crap in at the end cause it wasn't really. Yeah. Like I get why it's not super polished and super thought out in some spots. Right, they're just but, like, so, what can we do? I don't know. This sounds interesting. Yeah. But the gameplay really good. Music's really good. The cutscenes are really interesting. Um, so th- there's some stuff going for it. Okay. <clears throat> so. With this series being where it's at, and you're going to write about it, what's your hopes here? Just to catalog the series? Is it to, you know, warm the cockles of people's hearts for nostalgia? Is it, I'm going to argue for why this thing deserves to still be a thing? I mean, what's this all about? Uh, More of the first two, just to, like, kind of remember it and put it in its place and, yeah, get that nostalgia if you've got it. I I don't want to try and make a case for it coming back okay. because I don't have a great hopes for that and I don't have a great idea of how that's going to come back. Uh, but yeah, I just want to look at its place and kind of how it evolved and devolved at times. Like as as the series went on, it, it wasn't smooth. Like and and like when we talked about Mortal Kombat early on, like do you remember when Mortal Kombat went into 3D? Like yes, when I stopped it was playing, rough. It. <laughs> yeah, and and this had that moment too. Like around the same time, even though the whole series is, is 3D, like it had the same like downward trend. And then, well, maybe we're having a PS3 revival because it was a pretty solid entry. Like uh, Mortal Kombat Nine was a solid entry that kind of revived that series. And so there's parallels there that I, I thought were pretty interesting too. Okay, very good. So. <sighs> If you had to tell somebody, all right, look, like me, hey, you've never played Twisted Metal. I think you should give it a shot. What would you say? Okay, look, if you're going to give anything a shot, try X. Do I know this person? Like, do I have some insight into their gaming or am I just guessing? I know you. But I mean, like, generic, our listener, right? Like, if you're just talking to one of our listeners, say, hey, look, maybe you've tried Twisted Metal. Maybe you haven't. If I could get you to do try one thing what one thing would you say like you in particular because i know you can still appreciate a game that that's old even if it's if things have been better since i would say like you might appreciate two the most because it's it's campy it's silly it's it's got all the the solid bones there in it it is old like you're gonna have like you know bad texture polygon vehicles ps1 so get over that it's really good uh, but for a lot of players, I probably send them more to like head on or even the PS3 one. Okay. Um, just because the the combat is like super, really good. Level design's awesome. Uh, I think you'll get a good feel for what uh, the game can be when it's like firing on all cylinders, gameplay wise. Do you think there would be room to make this into a portion of a larger game? Would this mechanic still work? Because, again, like I think we've said, 
the game in itself and just self-contained probably isn't enough meat on the bone anymore to make a full-fledged game out of. Could you see this being a fun part of something larger, or do you think, nah, it really just needs to be its own thing? I think the multiplayer is the only part that is viable these days. Uh, like, I don't know if you want to go actual Battle Royale, like I've seen suggested, but like something like big grand scale, like you've got a whole city full of cars that are trying to destroy each other. I could see something like that working. Um, like you said, like maybe coupled with other games or modes or something. Uh, I, I dream for a single player mode though. And that seems like incredibly hard. I have no ideas on how, how to make that work nowadays, other than making it like a, you know, $5 digital thing. Like it's not going to be really big and fleshed out. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Unless no. it's like some Steam game where somebody's like, oh, it's the spiritual successor to blah, 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 yeah, made by like, one guy and his buddy. <laughs> you know? I don't think Jaffe works for Sony anymore. Uh, I might be wrong on that. But yeah, like I know he loves the series still. He's got a fond spot for it. So I could see him doing something Twisted Metal-ish, but not being able to use that name or characters and like trying to carry the torch in a smaller digital way kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I could see something like a mobile game or something. You know, it's something that's low budget, um, simple, fun, cheap. Uh, but yeah, I just don't and know if there's room on PlayStation you, for that anymore. I don't think you need a huge budget to make a good twist metal game. I think simple, fun, and cheap is perfect. Like you, like he made do. Like when they said to do the the single player mode in the PS3 one. He's like, I can't afford animators. I can't afford this. He's like, we're going to do it live action, I guess. And then they just like super stylized it because of the amount of budget they have. And it turned out really cool. So if they decided to do a small scale PS plus only kind of game, would that satisfy you? Or I mean, cause I know you don't like that stuff. Would you just be like, nah, just forget it. Let it die. My only hope there would be like eventually someone like Limited Run or Super Rare would like pick it up and put it out in a physical format for me. Yeah, but you know, it's even Sony then, like that if it's happen. Sony owned, very unlikely. Yes, yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen. So, yeah, like you're not going to get an Astro's Playroom on disc. It's just not going to happen, right? So, I'm I'm a little sad that of all the uh, the little Easter eggs in that game, there I didn't I don't remember seeing a Twisted Metal one. It may not have been. <laughs> I don't know if Sony's real keen. But, I mean, they've had, you know, they've changed their thoughts before. Obviously, you know, it was pretty famous that Shuhueda, uh, or whatever his name is, really did not like Demon's Souls. Shuhei. Oh, yeah. But that was... Uh, Atlas published the first one, right? Before no, Sony, Sony published it originally in Japan. They thought it sucked so oh, Japan, bad they didn't okay. want to bring it anywhere else. <laughs> um, and that's why Atlas picked it up everywhere else because um, they just were like no this is garbage <laughs> whoops so uh, you know yeah I, I like we've missed two consoles now with it out without any any hint of uh, Twisted Metal we almost missed the PS3 as well like that was pretty close to not happening or to only coming out as a digital multiplayer game so I have very low expectations that this series will revive in any way other than like the fan service they put into things like 
Battle Royale, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Like Sweet Tooth was in that. Like I can see them putting Sweet Tooth skins and things, but uh, I don't know if we'll ever get a full blown. I can imagine some things are just gonna die. I mean, right? You're yeah. you're never gonna get another Jumping Flash. You're never going to get another Toshinden. Just, just vehicle combat was like huge in the like late PS1, early PS2 era, and then it's kind of just died in general, the whole genre since then. There were even like some ripoffs, right? Because when they're like Vigilante 8. Tons. Yeah, Vigilante 8, Full Auto, Road Trip. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Vigilante 8 was probably the biggest one out of all of them, right? Uh, yeah, during the heyday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with I that. think that, yeah, it's I, probably... I played a little bit of Vigilante 8, just didn't control like i wanted it to yeah i don't know if that's i think that's probably just a dead thing maybe you'll see something in some mini small factor i could see like a little like you say like a little small game that comes out yeah but uh maybe we're just like at the point where people my age that grew up with it uh have their own little indie studio now and want to pay tribute I would say give it another 10 years or something because like just like now you see like oh the people that were kids during PS1, now they want to make PS1-style games again, right? Just like a few years back, people were of the right age to go like, oh, I want 8-bit pixel art again, right? Yeah. So give it a few more years, and yeah, somebody will be nostalgic for that, and I'm sure they'll be like, man, I loved this when I was a kid. Let's do it again. Um, for sure. I'm on board for that. So probably not far off. And it'll probably look like a PS1 game because they want their memories to come back to life. That's fine. Like I think the my my son would disagree with me because I made him play a little to spill two with me. But I still think it looks looks good. Looks exactly like I remember. Like it's not where I go back and like. Ugh. Um, he very much disagrees. He's like, "What am I looking at? I can't see anything on the screen. This is all garbage." Nostalgia is a funny thing, right? I mean, it really does matter. Um, well, like when I played the Resident Evil Two remake, I was like. This is what it looks like when I remember right, it. Right, this is resonating in I, my head. <laughs> yeah, but I've never had that with Twisted Metal 2. I didn't ever imagine it looking amazing. So when I go back to it, I'm like, yep, this looks just like I remember. That's what I think I was thinking when I was playing that um, Project Triangle demo. I'm thinking like, okay, like people that played PS1 games are going to be like, cool. People that are younger and didn't play PS1 games, I wonder what they're going to think. I wonder if they're going to think like, what is wrong with this? you know what i mean i love the style yeah. no i, I love it too i'm just wondering if there's yeah. going to be that younger group that are like this looks like crap probably this i get to tease my son a lot because he he teases me about graphics because he sees what i play on the nes once in a while but then i see him playing minecraft i'm like you tease <laughs> me about graphics like this is the worst looking game i've ever seen yeah no trust me i get that completely i see uh, i see plenty of minecraft so yeah. Good. All right. Well, um, so if Lock-On gets funded, that's that's going to be your piece. Do you have any idea how much space you'll get? Or uh, Yeah, it'll be 1,500 word approximately. Okay, that's not very um, long. It's, it's a pretty good size for a feature. Oh, okay. All right. So is that like a page and a half or something? Or? Pretty standard. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, you get to pick the pictures and, or anything or... Somebody else does the art. I'm not sure yet. Uh, the only thing we've solidified on uh, was a name, but I'm not supposed to talk about that yet. So, okay. like a title for the article, um, and then yeah, like I was planning to talk to you guys today about this, just to kind of 
get some more words out. And this, this was my deadline for myself that I set to like, I, I want to finish all the games. I want to do all my research, all that kind of stuff. So tomorrow I'm going to actually start uh, writing this thing. Awesome. All right. So again, plug, people want to fund this. It is today when we're recording is March 20th. When does the Kickstarter end? Uh, 21 days from now. So sometime in April that I should probably know, but I don't. Okay, well, while I'm... 21 days from March 21st. While I'm talking, Kelsey's going to look up that date so he can tell us in a second. <laughs> but while he's doing that, just to remind everybody, go to Kickstarter. It's locked April 10th. on. What's that? April 10th. April 10th is your yeah. deadline. How much does it cost to get a physical copy of the book? Because people that listen to the show, you're going to want a physical copy. Yeah, they have tiers for like a hardcover one and a softcover one. Let's just one. say softcover. Um, yeah, I think it's out of the UK, and I believe it's twenty pounds for the softcover one. It's like twenty five so bucks, something to. like that. US twenty seven. Like yeah, thirty ish Canadian. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's very reasonable. And it's a it's a hefty journal. It's not light, and it's not like that it's full of ads like the old magazines. Like it's all content. Yeah. No, that's very i'd say that's very reasonable considering if you get like some of the magazines that you that the you know europe still puts out and get them over here by the time you get them here and you pay all the markup and everything i mean you could pay 15 20 bucks for a magazine so like everything in it is like all original art um and it's all written by people that are passionate like the what's his name douglas what's his last name from limited run uh he's doing a whole article about preservation yeah um like they've got a few like reasonably cool names right now in in the industry uh, and they're making sure every writer and artist like it's paid for the work they're doing in it not just uh it's not like a freebie job for that excellent well, i know one of our twitter followers matt paparaki is uh is writing a feature for that oh so he does a lot of do you know which one he's doing i don't you might reach out to him on twitter and ask um i can look it up yeah, I know. There's like someone's doing stuff on uh, Last of Us. Uh, someone's doing stuff on House Marquee and Returnal coming out. Um, there's a lot of like little like uh, nostalgic pieces on like launch games for different systems. Like it'll be be pretty good. Very good. So you got your timeline. You know when to go and to fund this thing. So go chip in your bucks, buy a copy. Uh, I'm gonna go spend some of my Biden bucks on it. And, uh... and there is a cheaper digital option as well. Okay, but. Nobody wants. Yeah. Nobody here on this list of the show wants digital, do they? I mean, they want. That's true. They want the hard cover. Yeah, you want to copy. Yeah. So, uh, yep, go out there, go fund this thing. Let's make it happen. Very good. Anything else you want to say about Twisted Metal? Nope. Go go try one of them. Awesome. Anyone, just not three. Anyone but three. Don't pick that one. So I have to ask then. So if we're going to get into Snyder spoilers, do we want to do our normal yeah. wrap up here so people that are done can be done that don't yes. want spoilers? Let's do that. Okay. Let's close out the show. All right. Thank you for once again letting me blab about a franchise that you guys don't care about. No, I, I, I really appreciate. I it. like listening to, <laughs> and you know, I want to, I want to check out the book, and I want to read your stuff. So I'm glad I can support you. what you're interested in. It, it is my promise, though, that the next topic I pick will be more relatable for you. Guys. It's okay. I, I every once in a while, I'm going to talk about crap you guys are going to be alienated onto. Don't worry about it. I like to, I like to learn new things, so that's good. Um, if you want to support the show, uh, you can check us out on patreon.com slash collectorcast. Uh, we've got a few tiers. Uh, one of them, you can even choose a show topic for us if you like. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. 
Bill and I have been doing a Batman kind of book club. Uh, we've been reading through Nightfall. We're about halfway through it. It's really cool. We definitely love some more people chiming in. So if you're into Batman, um, check that out. If you know some Bat friends, like people that don't listen to the show that are into Batman, have them chip in a buck or something to get involved in this Bat chat thing with these guys and just do the Batman stuff. Because I'm telling you what. I'm not a Batman person. These guys are going nuts in the Bat Chat. I mean, there is a lot they're talking about all the time. It, yeah, it's really fun just like throwing up uh, your favorite panels and, and t- either talking about them or making fun of them in some cases. Like <laughs> <There you laughs> the last issue we just read, uh, there's a character named Cornelius Sturk, which this is the only book I've ever read him in. Uh, he's kind of like a bad B-list scarecrow where he's got like a fear thing going on. Uh, but he's holding up a knife in one panel, and then the next panel is a gun. <laughs> and there's, like, no reason why it should have changed all of a sudden. He dropped it. <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at CollectorCast. Uh, Chris runs that, uh, at Kelsey Polnick, if you want to chat with me, or at Bill McGee, if you want to reach out to Bill and make sure he's doing okay. Yeah, we'll send him some well wishes when you hear this. He's uh, he's He's been feeling down for a bit, so he could use maybe a, a happy gift or, or something. Yeah, he was doing good until today, and then something just hit him hard. So yeah. we're hoping he, he recovers well. Anything else I'm missing? No, I think that's it. Um, so, those of you that have not watched Snyder yet, um, go forth. Come back later. Um, those of you that have watched it or don't care and are just ready for some Justice League spoilers, this is for you. <laughs> so, uh, we'll give you a few seconds to pause your player. So, three, two, one. All right, welcome to Snyder Talk. <laughs> Uh, we don't really have a form for this, but I mean, I don't know. I, first, I want to talk about this because we mentioned that we've watched it, but I haven't gotten Nothing any else really, other yeah. feedback, right? So I want to start right off the top. I mean, I've mentioned a little bit about some of my thoughts. I'll get into those in a minute, but since I've not heard your thoughts at all since you've watched it, that's the first thing I want to get to is your general thoughts, impressions, like, don't like, what, what's, what's the deal? So coming into it, I was hoping it was one of two things. I either wanted it to be just like, just blow my mind. Amazing. Like, how did they do this? How did they turn this around? Or I wanted it to be a terrible train wreck mess. That was just really fun to, to watch. And I don't think it was either of those. I think it was fine. And like it was it for four hours. Like it felt like four hours, like it ate up my day and it's slow at parts and and i think it really highlights why the marvel formula works where you can get all the origin stuff out in other movies and then when you get to the big group like you can just focus on the group and the meat stuff like you don't need like three quarters of this four-hour movie to be the group coming together and learning about cyborg and learning about flash like i it was really dragging for me for quite a while but it is so much better than the original Justice League by by miles and miles and miles. Not that the bar was very high. But yeah, it didn't didn't wow me like I really wanted it to. And I'm coming at it from that same perspective like you just mentioned though, that like Justice League, original Justice League Whedon Justice League was bad. It just was not yeah. good at all. Like, and I mean, there were a few parts where you're like, oh, okay, 
And Snyder kept those parts. And it trashed a lot of other stuff that needed to be trashed. And took yeah. something that was really just... I, I was surprised how little of it I recognized from the original one. Like, they didn't keep a ton from that first cut. No, I mean, there's some big set pieces. But other than that, yeah, like a lot of that, like, just cut. And, like, this is gone. And the tone of the movie is very different. Very different. Right? Yeah. Like, because... Whedon's was like trying to be like this kind of goofy, funny. That's his style. Yeah, he's he's a silly kind of guy. Like all his shows, like Buffy, Dollhouse, Firefly, they're all very silly. And when you when you actually watch, sit down and dig into them. Yeah, and not like oh, we're going up against something that's going to destroy the earth, right? This is probably not the right tone for that, right? Well, that would be like yeah. you know. Avengers. He made it work in in Avengers. About half the people dying, right? Just it doesn't. It would be stupid. It it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So I'm coming up for that. Like having watched Justice League, I didn't go see that in the theaters. I had watched it. I mean, thankfully, I did not either. Somewhat recently, I don't know, like a year, year and a half, something like that ago. It's about the same for me. So it's somewhat fresh in my mind to a certain degree. And watching this, I'm just like. I mean, I wouldn't be like, this is the best movie I've ever... But I was like, man, he did it. He made this, like, whole and not garbage. <laughs> like, I've heard for years, like, how important editing is. Like, this is a very neat example to see how two different people can take the same content and make a totally different movie out of it. Yeah, because really, like I said, the set pieces are essentially the same. I mean, and the general plot same of course and i'll agree with you like right there is so much catch-up that has to happen to get the main plot to make any sense it doesn't deserve to be it should have been separate right there should have been a cyborg movie there should have been a flash movie and Mm -hmm. then we could get to justice league um but instead they have to shoehorn it all in i can't blame snyder for that right i mean because they ask him to do a movie. It's not like he went and like this is how you should lay out your universe. They're like, well, they, they like Kevin Feige's kind of shown them they need to do that, like plan these things ahead of time. Yeah, and I think they're going more that direction, right? I think we've seen that. I don't know. Like I thought they just said uh, they're recasting Superman, aren't they? Like uh, I don't know if Ca- Cavill's Cavill. Wants I don't think to he's do coming back. Anymore. Oh, he does. He's like petitioning. Oh, really? Like he's like. Keep me. I want to do more Superman, and they're like, "No, we're going somewhere else with that now." Uh, I wonder if they're going to more try to go more that dark route, because like a lot of these films lately you've seen for DC keep going in this right certain route. Which, you know that works for Batman. Like nobody else really needs to be dark. Like Aquaman can be bright and fun. Uh, Superman definitely should be a little more <laughs> uplifting. I agree. With Wonder that. Woman can kind of skirt either way, I guess. But if they do Injustice, you know. You're gonna want. You're gonna want a nasty Superman. Well, not they nasty. I won't say that. Hinted at that a couple times in in the Snyder Cut, um, but yeah, I don't know if they're actually gonna make that show. They now. want tough Superman, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and there's already said like this. I think they've said like this is not this Snyder Cut's not necessarily canon to what they're doing. Although if it does well, I you know, <laughs> studios care about cash. So I'm really curious how well this does because it's had so much hype and buzz and and all the feedback I've, I've been reading is very positive, 
right? Now that's coming yeah. from the, the original Justice League, which everybody agrees was really bad. So, you know, I think you should be realistic about that. But um, I think it has room to go. I just don't know, like, if the wheels are going to fall off. Because do we have Affleck anymore? He's not doing Batman anymore, right? Like, I think I've said this before a bunch of times to you that I like Ben Affleck as Batman. They just give him dumb things to say and do. After seeing a lot more of him in this movie, I hate his Bruce Wayne. I don't like his Bruce Wayne at all. Okay. He's still he's still okay as a Batman. I, I'd be willing to give that like one last shot kind of thing. But like, ugh, didn't like it. He, like, I don't know. The humor in this did not work for me at all. They tried to make many jokes. None of them landed for me. And half of them were Bruce making jokes about how rich he was. And was just like, this is, wasn't funny the first time, not funny the third time. I think this is, I wonder how much of that is leftovers because they just have to work with what was shot. You know what I mean? And some of this stuff yeah. is probably like yeah, some of that campy humor that was there originally. And they're like, look, this scene just doesn't even make any sense if we don't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, same thing. Like, I, I know why the joke was there because it was explaining how something worked. But when Diana was like, oh, doing, uh, you know, arm bands that, like, pull in energy, like, very original. I'm like, all right. Like, that's a bad line, but I get why it's there. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, because they had to explain how on Earth. Yeah, so that when Superman had his heat vision shooting at Bruce, he was blocking it. So, right. Well, how did he do that? So he wouldn't be like, that was dumb. Um, yeah. So I, I get that he had original material and he had to work with it, right? There's only so yeah. much you could do. Uh, he had some budget for reshoots, um, which I don't know. I don't know if I saw like who came back in for reshoots. Did they, they said that? I don't know. They might have, but yeah, I haven't been following that kind of stuff. I'm gonna imagine I really didn't want to spoil myself too much going into it and they did a lot of cg work to try to make it make sense yeah. um because then you can even see towards like the end especially like i noticed there's a lot of cg of those characters you're like okay there it's that's not them um but i they're trying to finish the film i get it right um is what it is right <laughs> it's kind of like when i watched donner cut of superman 2 it's like okay this is what they had to work with. I get it, right? <laughs> they, this, you can't go back and invent more film from back then. Yeah. Um, okay. So that we've talked about that. Let's let's dig into... I don't want to take the whole thing piece by piece because it's four hours. We'd be here for 17 yeah. hours talking about it. But I want to talk about a few things that stood out to me that were a bit different, or at least that I remember don't remember from the other piece. So first off being the Flash, like that job interview part was not in the original cut at all. No, the whole Iris thing, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there at all. And that part was really good. I mean... I didn't like the slow-mo stuff. I thought it was bad. Flash is the only... They did so much Yeah, there was a ridiculous amount of slow-mo. But the Flash part's the only part that makes sense for me for slow-mo, right? Well, like, it makes sense there, but, like, uh, have you seen X-Men Days of Future Past? No. So they've got Quicksilver in that, who's, you know, the Flash of Marvel. And the slow-mo scenes are really cool in that. And that was, like, years and years ago. And these ones look bad. Like, when he's moving, it doesn't look like he knows how to run. And 
they just kept lingering on things like so long. I will agree. There's an insane amount of slow mo in this in this movie, and I don't know why. I'm guessing he just loved some of these shots, like the part where Cyborg, like before he becomes that, is playing football, and you just have like this whole slow motion football play that he's doing, and you're like, why is this like 20 minutes long? Why? <laughs> I mean, I get it. He's a good football player. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I won't complain about any of the Wonder Woman slow-mo scenes because I get it. She's <laughs> she's beautiful, and there's a reason that they're lingering well, on her. The, like the scene at the start with Wonder Woman, where she's at the, protecting the children from the terrorists. That bank scene was that longer, wasn't, wasn't it? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, because the original one and, was good, but short. And this one was really good and long. But they didn't slow-mo when she was like blocking all the machine gun bullets with her bracers. Like, they did a little. That was fast. They did a little. Like the first a couple one. of yeah. those where like, she's there's like, there's one going by and she like, she's yeah. got to like, Oh my I mean, God. But then, yeah, it was really that cool that she was way. so fast. Right? That's right. But yeah, the fast looked cooler than the slow. I thought so that, that was deep. It did. I think the thing, I mean, don't get me wrong, but with flash, that's the whole thing. He's so fast. If you didn't do slow-mo, you would not see anything, but like electricity. Well, here's a nitpick. Okay. He's so fast, and he was going his, like, absolute fastest ever, breaking his rule to, like, try and get as close to the speed of light as he could. And a parademon was able to shoot him very easily. He's just, like, looking, he's like, uh, okay, now, boom. And it hits him first try. Well, I don't know, though. But if you watch, like, the, the scene before that, you can see the demon is just, like, firing randomly into that circle he's running. And he's missing, mm-hmm. missing, 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 missing. I know. So then he stops and just, like, watches, like the body like do the circles around the city and then he just takes one shot and nails and it. i think yeah i mean i mean it's, it's not great but at least i get the idea he's been shooting a lot he finally hits him right okay <laughs> you know but random maybe he'll get it yeah but um and, and and it was just funny after too like i know he like he heals quickly but it was just funny that he like seemed to like have to turn it on like he's like thinking he's like heal 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 <laughs> and made him heal it's weird. Yeah, I mean, they had to add some suspense or give some give him some reason to go faster than light, right? I mean, yeah, which was kind of a cool scene. Like, I don't remember. Okay, it's been a while. Tell me, that didn't happen the first time, right? No, I don't think so. Because I remember, if I, I remember, remember the first either. original cut, it was like that stupid family that was in the Russian town, and Flash had to like right. push his truck out I of the totally town. Totally forgot about that. That wasn't in the. No, they totally cut. Because now it's like this abandoned city in russia yeah it, it was like, uh, like a chernobyl radioactive fallout yeah, like yeah a chernobyl they were like kind uh, of thing and in the original yeah, like there's this family they keep talking to and everything and flash uh, has to like get their truck out of out of there totally forgot about that yeah, yeah so that's like totally different but that was kind of cool that like they lose and then like okay flash is like and they like they lose lose like, yeah. yeah yeah like even superman is like vaporized right yeah and and Flash has to be like, okay, I got to break the rules. Um, yeah, which, like, I know they're filming a Flashpoint movie right now, and that has to do with some time travel stuff. So I'm wondering if they're just leading into that. Like, we know he can do some time bending kind of maneuvers here. And maybe. Um, okay, so I'm trying to forget where we were talking about. I mean, obviously we're talking about that's like the ending, but slow-mo we were talking about slow-mos well getting back though right is like that flash scene which was new probably originally shot but cut which makes no sense because it was a funny scene why was it in the introduction to him yeah yeah i'm like 
this is the goofy kind of thing that was all in that movie. Why was it cut originally? I don't understand. And it oh, gives yeah. a nice piece, I think, that you'll probably see more of this relationship with Flash and, you know, uh, his yeah. girlfriend later. So, and it was cute, right? The piece with the hot dog and everything. It was cute. I, like, this movie is humorless to me. Like, no jokes landed for me. I didn't laugh once. I laughed at the hot dog piece. I, I like, I don't like this Flash. I don't. Really? Like, Barry Allen is so funny in almost everything I've seen him in or read him in. And just this one, just something about how he delivers his lines. Like, the line should be funny to me, but it just doesn't do anything. And that's funny. I th- I like this guy. I think he's good. I really like this actor and what he does. I Like, honestly, I, I would recast the whole Justice League if I had the option. I don't particularly love any of these in there in these incarnations okay well maybe we should bring that keep that topic on maybe we'll talk about who we'd like to see in these roles in a minute but um beyond that i'm I'm trying to think of like other big things that were radically different i mean they like obviously steppenwolf is a lot more fleshed out yeah, and you understand why. Spikier. <laughs> right? You understand why Steppenwolf is there. Because, like, in the first one, it's just like, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Give me the boxes. I, I, I like that he's become a meme now with the face when Darkseid's uh, buddy, Decide, tells him, uh, uh, you, you've got to destroy 50,000 more planets before he'll even consider talking to you again. He's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's it, right? Though we do get, like, actual a, a story behind why the heck he is even there and what's going on, which was didn't exist in the first one. Just like, oh, it's Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the first one, like, okay. Why does he care? And so now, obviously, we get to see Darkseid and, and Desaad. Um, and it's introducing these characters and their role in things and, like, this past... That came to be with Dark Side and Okay. Can we talk about that past real quick? Yeah. So if you're not a comic reader and you don't know who Dark Side is and you're just watching this movie. Oh god, please if if somebody doesn't know any of the comic books stuff, just don't watch because it was this movie won't make any sense to you. Sure. That's what I mean. Like Dark Side is not a threatening villain in this movie. Like the only thing you know about him is he got his ass kicked a long time ago so hard that he forgot what planet he was on. And that's it. Like he's not you don't know anything else about him. You get that one brief flash, uh, right? With the Omega beams? Yeah. With some of that where he's just like wrecking that, that everybody. That was my favorite little moment in the movie was those Omega beams looked amazing. Yeah. So you got that one glimpse of like, oh, this is a possible future. Yeah, but you don't know who he's fighting or anything. You don't like it's not like Superman, like he's killing like someone that you know is powerful, right. and you're like, wow, he's beating him like nothing. It's just it could be whoever. Yeah, but you're obviously also kind of thinking like, oh man, Steppenwolf is pretty tough, and this dude is like nothing to Darkseid, right? Mm-hmm. So I hopefully that gives you some sort of. Yeah. I I also just thought it was amusing that they literally did the same thing that they did in infinity war where you had a God hit him in the neck with an ax and he survived and they dragged him off. Like kind of thing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't quite go for the head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, but, but I think it's funny though that, that they, scene... they flip that. Right. Cause it has like that scene. And then later when Superman comes back and 
Um, Sippenwolf hits him with the axe in the oh, yeah. shoulder, and he's Shatters. just and he's just like, not impressed. <laughs> yeah, that w- that was a cool moment. Um, I liked that the same thing during that dark side fight. Uh, during that flashback, they had uh, Green Lantern shadow. Yeah, like, right. I- they had an actual lantern there, even though he died and the ring flew off. It was like, okay, they exist, and they, and someone else mentioned them at some point. Steppenwolf was like, yes. there's no lanterns, there's no Kryptonian. Yeah. Right, so that's why I kind of like, um, they had shown a little bit of that in one of the previews that I'd caught. So I was like, okay, lantern, Green Lantern Corps. Uh, again, we know in-universe, but still, it's like, okay, yeah. I, I, hopefully we'll get a good Lantern Corps movie. I would. Did, did, this quick aside, did you see that Ryan Reynolds live-tweeted his first ever watch of Green Lantern very recently, no. like from the last week? He'd never seen it before. He's like, I put this movie up. People tell me it's bad. He's like, I'm going to tweet about it and watch it for the first time. And what was his thoughts? It's bad? Uh, he he likes it. Oh. I don't think <laughs> it's... as bad as you heard it was. I don't think it's a train wreck. It's just not great. It, like, he, he had fun with it during the parts. He's like, can you spot the CG in this scene? And he shows a clip where it's just like green on the screen. That's it. Yeah, that's funny that he's now gone on to do another superhero kind of thing and done so much better but um yeah except now I, what is earth is the future for deadpool in the disney world they apparently he's merged in now they've got a plan and they've got the third one in production does that mean they're gonna neuter him i think they said it was r-rated still okay which you know i was excited because i was hoping that meant blade would be r-rated but then they're saying blade's not r-rated now and that kind of makes me a little nervous it's kind of the weird thing too, because like for Blade. Deadpool two and and all that is not on Disney Plus. No, so I don't know if those ones are just ignoring and they're rebooting the character with Ryan Reynolds, or if they're tying it in. Because like Disney's never used like Juggernaut or Cable or Colossus or any of these other characters that were in those movies. Yeah, and f bombs and Disney. I mean, they had that time a while back where they had the other studio. That they did all that stuff through, but they didn't, you know, you, you knew sort of they were a part of Disney, but now yeah. everything is Disney Marvel, right? Yeah. So it makes me wonder what they're going to do. That would be a weird one to see how they fit it in for sure. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the, again, like this whole piece with the mother boxes now, and like he uses them to communicate with Darkseid and mostly to Sod, but um, mm-hmm. that's... Oh. Until he figures out the anti-life equation is on Earth. Right, and that's a weird thing too. Like again, the movie doesn't bother to explain the movie doesn't bother to explain a lot of things. The movie really is here for people to understand it's DC. Four hours long and it doesn't take the time to explain a bunch well, of things. I think that's it. I mean, this is I think Snyder's way of just like going, look, I'm just gonna put a bunch of crap in here for DC fans and they can just get it. You're right? Because if not, if you didn't know what was going on, you couldn't watch this movie, and half of it wouldn't make any yeah. sense. You'd just be like, yeah. "Why is why are they now in the future in a dust planet and <laughs> Batman and why is Superman after them?" I mean, they, they would make no sense to anybody. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like here's Deathstroke. We're never going to see his name or tell you what he is or anything, right? Like, yeah. But Deathstroke was in the original. Yeah, but same thing. Like just they don't really explain who deathstroke is they just hope you know and, and like i do so that's cool but 
I could see someone going, well, why do I care about this guy? Yeah, or like that one, the first dream sequence where it's like Superman's over the crumbled hall of justice with the cowl. I mean, that would make no sense yeah. to anybody that didn't have any... And like this anti-life equation, right? I mean... Okay, do you, maybe they talked about this and I just missed it. Like, So Darkseid's been on Earth. Yes. He saw the anti-life equation. Yes. And then he just forgot after they axed him in the neck? Like, how does nobody know it's still on Earth? That's the I thing. I, that the only They didn't explain it. The only thing I can think of was he was just randomly conquering planets, right? Because that's his thing. He's just conquering worlds like crazy. And just, here's the next one, right? And then he's so badly da- injured, and they just retreat really quickly that they're just worried about him and... But but even then, there's, like, an army with him. Like, someone's got to remember this, right? It's, like, the thing he's always searching for. Yeah, I yeah, I, you would think. But, I mean, I'm going to try to get it. I mean, that's a... Because Steppenwolf recognized what it was right away when he had the vision from the mother boxes. So, like, people around Darkseid are aware of what it is. Yeah, I, I know. It was weak. Um, and I don't know if, again, because that's just what they had. But, I mean... The anti-life. I wasn't sure if I just missed something because it's a long movie, and I definitely could have missed something. But I mean, like any of that anti-life equation and dark side stuff wasn't in the original cut, so I mean they had to no, make all. it up. I'm guessing they're always like, "Well, we're already at four hours. What do you want me to do, dude?" <laughs> you know what I mean? At that point, it's like make it four and a half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who cares at that point? Yeah. Um. So obviously, the mother box stuff was pretty straightforward. Same stuff. Um, a lot more fleshed out, though. Yeah. I think they made Aquaman much grittier and they cut out a lot yeah. of his humor from the other cut. Yeah. Like he cracked a lot of jokes in the other cut. And this one, kind of just no nonsense. Yeah. No, I don't want to work with you. Now I kind of have to, so I'll do it. Right. Like I yeah. hate people, you know, the Amazonians are kind of our enemy. <laughs> I hate people and I hate atlanteans and i hate uh, like he just hates everybody yeah but like well yeah yeah because he, he's had a crappy life or whatever so he's kind of ticked about it he's moby uh but like they talk about like that the which i don't think they ever bothered to mention in the other cut was like the struggle between the amazons and the atlanteans right yeah they yeah they brought that up two or three times yeah because yeah, they never bothered it. i don't think he ever mentioned that stuff before and the other cut i don't remember them i don't, saying I don't remember that. it either yeah. So there was kind of like a reason, another reason for him to be like, I don't like the land people at all. I don't care about the land. That's not our deal. There's a reason we're down here now. And also give him really a reason like, I don't want to work with her. Right? It's my enemy. Um, and then... <sighs> Superman. What to talk about with that? I mean, a lot of the beats with Superman were the same. Because they kind of had to use the resurrection pieces again. So there's not a lot to say about that. Although they put in that whole thing like right before Cyborg is about to do the thing. He gets the flash of like all the things. This is maybe a bad idea. Right. Like all the future things from the ship, I'm guessing, because he's interfaced with it. And the ship keeps telling him like, don't, this is irreversible. This is irreversible. Don't do this. This is irreversible. And like, like the last second, he's like, no. And of course, Barry Allen's like, go. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't quite understand why he picked the black suit either. 
I, like, I know why Zack Snyder picked the black suit. I don't know why Clark Kent picked the black suit. Yeah, they don't do a very good job of trying to explain that. Because um, he walked by some pretty sick pieces of armor, and then, like, the iconic, like, uplifting blue and red suit, and then he comes in a black suit for, you know, fan service, basically. And maybe it's trying I to thought... clue into this resurrected Superman is changed somewhat. Off. Yeah. Right? This this contact he's had with the mother boxes altered him. Um, and I think they kind of play into that, of course, with the scenes that already existed, which was um, he only seems like, until he sees Lois, you know. He's just in defense mode, right. like everyone's a threat. Right. Yeah. He's just like, I'm no, none of this. And then that that scene bugs me because like he's buried in the suit he's emerged in the water in the suit and he comes out with only his shirt blown off and his pants are perfectly fine and like his socks and shoes got blown off too somehow and he just he stands so unnaturally like puff his chest out and like he like he's a buff dude he's in decent shape but like he's not he doesn't have that superman physique so it's almost like he's like pretending he is in the superman physique it's weird yeah i don't know if i really am a fan of cavill as superman so you know he's okay i rewatched man of steel before this and yeah i i don't like him as superman i don't think i I don't know if it's the writing or if it's him but something's not right i think it's both i think they don't either one of those aren't good yeah um because let's be honest superman is the goody two-shoes I mean, that's what he is. It's the Boy Scout. Right, is. that is his character, at least until, like, some of the other timelines. But um, you just have to embrace it. If you're going to make a Superman movie, especially one about his origins, you just have to go with that. I mean, that's what he yeah, is. Yeah, like, rewatching Man of Steel, like, the moment of that movie that makes me so angry every time is when he's talking to his dad about the bus full of kids, and he's like, what should I have done, just let them drown? And his dad's like, maybe. <laughs> Like really, like really, <laughs> supposed to let a bus right, full of that is not a pocket. That's not a pocket things to say, right? Yeah, and that sets the whole tone for that Superman, like basically. Yeah, that's why it's just yeah, but yeah, and thankfully they cut out the. Uh, do oh, you bleed? I about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thankfully they cut that. Uh, Isn't. Wasn't that from Batman v Superman? Yeah, that was in that one because Batman says it to Superman, and then and then the regular Justice League he says it back, oh, right? Like, oh yeah, I forgot that. Do you even bleed? Like, oh yeah, here you go. Um, anyway, so the rest of the stuff, I mean, those big set pieces. Then they go in the tunnel, right? And so those big pieces are pretty much the same, although. Um, I feel like since they had spent so much more time on Cyborg, like there's a lot of Cyborg in this that was not originally. But like, and I heard that before I watched it, but like that doesn't happen until halfway through this movie. Yeah. And then they like lean heavy into Cyborg. He's not really in the first half, first two hours. Yeah, pretty much because they have to set it up for like why he's suddenly there and helps on that mission where they go down and to the base or whatever, right? So they have to give yeah. some reason behind, oh, hey, here's Cyborg, um, instead of him just showing up at the bat signal and da-da-da-da-da, you know. Um, 
So they do. They give a lot of time to his origin story, and you learn a lot more, like, why he's so brooding and and has his problems, and it makes more sense yeah. this time that it didn't kind of... I mean, just didn't, they didn't flesh him out last time, um, yeah. which is good, although I've heard, like, that actor's not coming back as Cyborg. Is, is that right? Did no, you know like, he, yeah, he uh, had a whole big thing where he was accusing Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns and some, like, really high ups at WB, like, for making a very hostile work environment very publicly. And uh, I think they've decided not to bring him back partly because of that. That's a shame. Mm -hmm. At least they did a good service to his character this time around. Um, I don't know if that was a way of making an apology. I don't know. But I don't I've never heard him say anything about Zack Snyder. So I don't know if they still have a relationship at all and they can maybe work something out, but the actor's great. So I think he does a good job at that character. Um so I, I like that they didn't want to always CG him, so they just like put him in a hoodie and give him shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, didn't he look like a PS One model? Like the way they made the like polygons on his like arms and legs. Like, but that was kind of like um, the new, just a design. The choice, new Steppenwolf but... too had all his rippling and his spiky armor yeah. and everything. So I, I think it was just a design choice. Because, yeah, the new yeah. Steppenwolf. And let's just say the new Steppenwolf looks much better than the last Steppenwolf. Yeah. The last one was not yeah. very intimidating. Um, and didn't wasn't scary. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, he's a big brute. All right. This- yeah, no, this guy, is just like, right off the bat when he's fighting the Amazons, like, he's obviously very formidable. Like, he's not for a moment scared that he's going to lose or even get hurt there. Right. He's like, yeah. And he's just plowing through them, yeah. Like, tons of them. Yeah, like, every time he's in a fight until basically Superman, yeah, he's just like this, yeah. whatever. I mean, I might get knocked down, but I'm going to win eventually. You're done. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. like, even before Superman shows up in that last fight, like, they're all taking him on, and yeah. he's taking them. He's throwing Wonder Woman around, and yeah. Right. And she's easily the strongest one when Superman's not there. Yeah, because she's basically a demigod. Um, so... She's having a rough time with him. I, I think it's tough to say if there wasn't a Superman there to take care of it. I don't know if Steppenwolf could beat Wonder Woman, but I don't know if she could beat him either. I think it'd almost be like a stalemate, or they couldn't. You know, I don't know if she could stop him, but I don't know if he could really kill her either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's got an army behind him. If he can take care of the rest of the Justice League, maybe I'm sure he could restrain her at some point. But it, yeah, it wouldn't be easy. No. Uh, the other characters, though, yeah. I mean, like, I could, yeah. Um, Man, Batman was so disappointed because right when they start engaging, when they're trying to save um, Cyborg's dad, yeah. um, and there's just a bunch of parademons there, like, Batman just gets thrown around by one parademon for a while, like, before he could do anything. Like, he really gets his ass kicked. Batman really gets short shrift in a lot of this. Do you notice, like, a lot of his scenes are just... Like, he's like, I'm going to mop up the slop, and I'm just going to fight some of these minor guys, and I'll hold them off while you guys go do the, the tough stuff. He he needs to be in his car to be helpful. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing, yeah. it's like, he's just not very helpful in this film. Besides, yeah. like, I have a big budget, and I'll get you a big ship to get us there. 
I'm, I'm recruiting I and mean, he can't even make the ship work. He needs cyborg to do that for him too. Yeah. 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 And there's of course that whole stupid comment that still exists that, you know, what's your superpower? I'm rich. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it, but he makes that same joke in like three different ways during the movie. And it's never good. Right. It's like, okay, so what, you're just a jerk, uh, rich. I mean, but that's it. He tries to be a little human in parts of it. Like, Oh, I have faith you know alfred which same thing like that's the least batman characteristic that's like pa can't saying like let the best i know i mean it's so not batman he's so like logical scientific like he's not the faith character i know and i think they were trying to make that point like this is probably not something batman would say but i mean they said it like twice he could say it like twice he could say whatever he wants yeah they they did that faith joke like twice and you're kind of like Eh. yeah um and why is batman having all the visions who knows like that didn't make any sense either and like he's like that one time he's sitting there with um diana and he's like oh somebody said something about and lois is the key like like the flash had come back to him and like said oh lois is the key why like, why would you... I don't know, like, I know Cyborg was in touch with the mother boxes. Like, that would make more sense that he was having some visions with them. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, huh? I mean, I get it. Flash could time travel. I mean, that makes sense, but... Sure, yeah, use him too, yeah. Use many of the other characters. Right. Why would you tell Batman? Right? I don't know. Like, tell Diana! Right? <laughs> And, like, he's so concerned with this promise he made to Clark. But, like, they were not friends in that movie. Like, they fought one fight together after almost killing each other. And all of a sudden, they're best friends. Well, especially, I mean... Yeah, Bruce was horrible to Superman that whole movie. I mean, like, Superman's just overdoing his thing. He's not asking for trouble. And like, oh, I got well, to kill did you. wreck his Batmobile. That was pretty mean. Dude's <laughs> <laughs> rich. Buy another Batmobile. But you know what I mean? Like, there was that whole film where you're like, oh, Batman is just, and I get it. That was a storyline, right? Batman thinks he's a threat to the world after some of the stuff that's happened. But suddenly he's like, no, oh, okay, he's cool. Let's yeah, be friends. We got the same mom. <laughs> we're good. Right? Like, oh, I got him yeah. killed? Okay, we're buddies now. Um, yeah, I, I, and like really seems to care about him for some reason, all of a sudden. Like deeply. Yeah. yeah. And I have to mention the same thing that I thought I rolled my eyes at the first time I watched the movie. Like all this happens in a pretty short span of time. Like like Superman dies and then this stuff that is happening has got to be within like weeks of that happening. I mean, it's very short. Two months at most. Yeah. Except when they go to Clark's grave... It's got grass on it. It's well settled. I'm like, has nobody seen a grave before? When you so, do, they not like. I know up here a lot of times they'll like put like actual like seeded sod like down no. to like quick quicken that process. No. no, they just give you guys a pile of yes. dirt for several and months. And a high pile of dirt <laughs> because it takes a while for the dirt to settle. They put usually put flowers over the top of it. Yeah. So usually you have like all the f- flowers from the funeral get piled on top of the. Uh, well, maybe. Martha spent all the rent money on maintaining that grave, and then the farm went away. There you go. And she came out and flattened the ground down and yeah. sodded it. And... Yeah, that's why the farm shuddered, because <laughs> she just she spent all her time on the grave. It makes no sense. I'm like, 
has nobody been to a funeral before? Because that's not legit. Like, uh, it wouldn't be that hard I, to I dig thought... it up either because it was just freshly buried. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe they were going to do... Clark was buried, like, secretly in the black Superman suit. It was like a funeral suit. And that was how they were going to get that suit out. But they, yeah, they definitely didn't go that route. And they added a bunch of scenes, too, that wasn't in the other one. Like, after they've dug him up, like, the whole process of loading him into the vehicle and taking them there and carrying his casket through there and everything, that wasn't in, like, the original. Um, so they spent a lot of time on that. And at least they made the joke like flash is like you know we could be done with this in like a second because you're thinking like yeah they're all superheroes why are they out with shovels right taking for but it's kind of like that no we got to be respectful sort of thing i don't think anyone doesn't know bruce wayne is batman by the end of this movie either oh yeah like he flat he flat out like says it to aquaman around a group of people that understand them yeah, and then it comes up a bunch of times later on, and he like doesn't wear his mask a whole bunch of times. And, and obviously, like, Lex knows. I mean, you know, yeah. so yeah, at that point in time, yeah, you're really like, I mean, I'll just put it on a poster board, dude. I mean, and wear it on your back. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe he's thinking like, oh, it's the end of the world. Who cares anymore? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, there's more Alfred in this one. Yeah, it he's, he's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But there's a lot more Alfred in this one. I like how how much anxiety he has watching Diana make tea. That was funny to me. That okay, there's a, there's a moment I enjoyed, like a moment of humor where he was just really struggling to give her control to let her make a pot of tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, the final fight. Uh, I mean, obviously it was pretty much the same idea, minus again Batman really kind of was pretty sucky in it. Um, and did not have a big role. Like, even the last big battle, he's, like, getting ready to, like, repel or something and, like, doesn't even make it. <laughs> he doesn't even make and it that, down like, in the fight. His, like, cool scene there is, like, him in the car, like, with missile launchers and, and machine guns, like, trying to take down some parademons. And then Cyborg, like, totally upstages him immediately after, just flies through and, like, tears buildings down to fall on the ones following him. Like... That was a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really, yeah. Batman, that whole scene is kind of like, okay, you go play in the corner while the big the big kids go take care of the problem. Uh, I'm like, yeah. okay, he takes down the shield. Okay. But, yeah. Which, anyone, like, Cyborg could have driven the plane in there. Aquaman <laughs> probably could have driven the plane in there. Like, yeah. Right. Alfred could have done it. That, that's the sad part. They take all this time recruiting Aquaman, but you're thinking, like, they're nowhere near water. None of this is very suited to Aquaman. No, he's very strong still, but yeah, like his main powers aren't helpful where they're at, like a abandoned Russian town. But he's still much more powerful than Batman. I mean, like he still does a lot more than Batman does, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is like I'm going to drive my trident into the ground and like. Yeah, he maybe kills half a dozen parademons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, why are you here? Which is fine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I think that's the thing DC, I have some struggles with sometimes is because they have this whole idea of like metahumans and then these other characters are really like gods or demigods and they're all kind of mixed together um, to where you're like, I don't know, are in the D, maybe you know, maybe I haven't read enough, are the gods, like the ancient gods considered to just have to have been metahumans or like were they legit gods? 
they're they're gods. Okay, yeah, they're legitimately gods. Yeah, like Zeus and, and Ares and all them. They're they're gods. Yeah. So, and they, and they kind of like even though he's not technically a god, like I think everyone considers Superman that level as well. Sure, but he's obviously an alien. Um, so mm-hmm. that makes sense though. Um, and like, uh, but Diana is obviously like a demigod. Yeah. And I, that's why I don't like, okay. Is Aquaman descended from Poseidon? Is his family line? Is he a demigod or is he just a metahuman? Like when, are the Atlanteans all metahumans or are they somehow tied into Poseidon? I don't know. From what I know, and I'm not an Aquaman expert by any stretch, uh, they, I think you kind of classify them almost like Superman. Like they're another race. They're they're not human. They're not descended from a god. They're just like Atlanteans. They're their own thing. They're aliens, basically. Okay. All right. Kind of like how the Amazons are kind of people, but not really people. Yeah, they're they're more. They, I don't know if they consider them gods either, but they don't really call them demigods. They're probably gods. Well, I don't know. But then, I don't know. But then they like answer to like Hera and Zeus and them. So, but the only yeah, reason they're definitely lesser. The only reason Diana is demigod really is because she's half like one of her parents was a god, right? So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, Zeus is her dad, and her mom's technically sand. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> And they did add that whole thing, too, about Artemis's arrow, right? They added that whole big scene yeah. to, like, alert Diana of what's going on. And she goes down and puts the thing in the wall. And, like, eventually at the end, and, uh, that was a big scene that wasn't in the original, too. No. And the whole flashback with Darkseid was, like, Zeus and Ares and, and a bunch of other unnamed gods. Like, they were there. And, like, with not just earth being threatened, like this anti-life equation, like reality is threatened. None of these guys like step up to help. And like the Amazons that are left didn't come to fight. And the Atlanteans don't care other than two. (laughs) Um, Martian Manhunter obviously knows what's going on. Doesn't care to involve himself in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we might, the lantern cores like exist. Why, why don't they have someone in that sector for, something this urgent yeah i mean I, yeah i mean i guess this obviously they just had what they got shot so i mean i that yeah. makes sense like logically this doesn't make any sense because you're right i mean yeah you would aquaman would bring the atlanteans i mean even when you watch the aquaman movie i mean like he commands like even if you don't want aquaman to be there yet like mira can easily yeah. do it. She's in a power position. Uh, I forget his name, but Willem Dafoe's character. Same well, thing. He's got a ton and of influence there. Justice League isn't that before Aquaman. So, cause that's Aquaman's brother yeah. is still in charge. So ocean master yeah. is still yeah, in charge down there. Like, yeah, if the world's going to die, like I know he's selfish, but like, you know, you don't have a kingdom if your kingdom's gone. Right. I mean, like I can tell you, like he doesn't care about the surface. I get that. But like this dude's going to wreck everything. So yeah. anyway, um so yeah there's like weird scene now they've changed it where uh, uh martha Kent goes to visit lois and is there <laughs> yeah. to like encourage her to like go back to writing uh, and there's also that scene i guess where now we see that um lois has a pregnancy test in her drawer yeah i noticed that too yeah, um so obviously they were you know 
If you know, you know. But um, and they they say it a million times in there, like "Oh, Lois, Lois," and then of course there's the big scene. But anyway, like okay, why would the Martian Manhunter care to try to influence Lois Lane to go back to writing at the newspaper? Why did they do that? I thought he looked terrible too. I didn't know. It wasn't like, great CG. Not like his design. It wasn't great CG. Yeah, it was. But like yeah. that original so, scene was just Mar- Martha going and talking yeah, to Lois. Which makes sense that yeah. yeah, she wants her kind of daughter-in-law to like get on with her life and and move forward and, and be happy. But why would and, the Martian yeah, Manhunter yeah. care? I don't know. And then, like, immediately after the big fight's over, he, he shows himself to, to Batman. He's like, I'm here to help now. <laughs> By the way, now that you've done all the hard work, hey, I'd like yeah. to join. You've got a, a Superman-level help here, but I'm not going to help until after. I I just kind of wanted to see if you guys could handle it. Now now I'm yeah. on board, because it looks like you guys are legit. Yeah. And why does he go to Batman? Right? He gets the dreams. He gets the, the recruits too. Why I guess. wouldn't he go know. to Superman? <laughs> anyway. I can't keep figuring out why Batman is the linchpin. Like, Batman is like always like his own thing. Why is he the linchpin of all these people? Yeah, I don't know. Is there some Justice League lore that I'm missing that somehow he's the one to build the Justice League? I mean... He likes to control things, so he usually involves himself in that kind of stuff so that just he knows everything that's going on and makes all the decisions kind of thing. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. They kind of took it a different weird way. It doesn't seem like a Batman kind of thing to do. But anyway. I, I can see Batman wanting to keep tabs on everything that's going on. Constantly, yeah, yeah. But I can't see, like, even after the threat was over, maybe, I could see, like, okay, now I'm going to kind of back off. Right, but instead, it's like, no, I'm still the center of this thing. It's funny too that like nobody knows about Martian Manhunter until that reveal. Like, like I know they do it for the audience when he walks out of Lois's apartment, but there's no reason for him to change that. No. But then when he talks to to Batman, he's like, "Some call me the Martian Manhunter." It's like nobody calls you that. Nobody talks to you about being Martian Manhunter. <laughs> I know. Well, they didn't want to say his weird normal name. I don't, I don't know if I could even pronounce it, but. It's just John John. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like John with... That's what There's a lot of apostrophes in there, so I'm like, I don't know. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? John. It's just like a little pause. I don't know if it's John or, you know, yeah. whatever. Good enough. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Uh, well, that would be kind of anticlimactic, wouldn't it? be like, who are you? Hi, I'm John. John. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, the fight with um steppenwolf was pretty good i mean it was very similar to the original fight but i think the superman parts were better um they obviously wanted to make this like okay this other junk is child's play until superman shows up and i don't know like i've seen both the wonder woman movies and the old justice league i never realized how she like and, and it makes sense from what i've read like she's very she's not willing she's not afraid to take a life <laughs> like, oh she yeah, will just talk about straight that, out murder dudes if she wants to i want to talk about that too right okay so yeah i mean obviously superman beats the crap out of out of steppenwolf 
heat beams his eye, his half half his head off. Yeah, like and that, that'd be like cutting someone's arm off. Like that's brutal right. for Superman. And that was the first part of like going, wait a minute, like Superman would not do that. Um, Snaps Odd's neck. Why wouldn't he cut someone's ears off? Again, that makes me like okay. So maybe are they trying to allude again to this darker? superman now because again they i think they that's why they were trying to do that like saying like no this process changed him right um because that's not a superman thing to do right superman's not going to like just sever people's body parts he'll beat the crap out of you and make you submit but that's not what he does but this time he's like it seems to be like whatever you know gloves are off dude you know and does not seem to care in the slightest right it's almost like child's play i mean that's what he his whole thing when he's there is yeah like even just like his first comment right he just hits him with the axe he's just like whatever dude like he literally just says not impressed (laughs) and proceeds to just beat the living crap out of him um until the very end right because like oh it's happening and the portal is opening but of course the first time they lose right the portal's opening the mother boxes come together, they lose, but we already talked about that, right? Like, oh, so um, Flash has to rewind time and then give the jolt so he could send Cyborg into the mother so boxes. They needed one last beautiful slow-mo shot. And then so Cyborg, like they tell him, like, oh, be careful. Like the mother boxes will know your deepest, darkest things. And it's and, it's, and it goes in and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not fooled. <laughs> it's like yeah oh stay with you're us you're not my mom and dad right yeah. i mean it's like i get oh, it i get stay it stay with us and you can be here and be happy but i mean he doesn't struggle at all he's like whatever <laughs> and so like and then he needs superman's help to like pull the boxes apart again separate them yeah and then like later on in the movie they're like the mother boxes are destroyed i'm like you destroyed them i mean just pulled them apart i'm like I didn't see they, the destroying part. And they talked earlier about not being able to destroy them. I know. Like they didn't know how. And when he pulls them apart, they just kind of tumble onto the ground. It's not like they blow up or something. And then later on, they're like... Oh. They're, they were just thinking about it too complicated for you. You just had to drop them off a table, and that's all it took. <laughs> but I'm like, literally... You can't use, like, science. Later on, they're like, no, the mother boxes are destroyed. And you're like, huh? <laughs> like that, how did that happen? But anyway, uh, maybe it has something to do with separating the unity. I don't maybe know. Superman destroyed them off camera or something. <laughs> Th- threw them into the sun one by <laughs> one. But um, yeah, so like at the very end, like Superman is like picking because like Dark Side is going to come through the portal, right? That's the whole thing. Dark Side and Desad, and I don't know who the other dude is. Do you know? Uh, I think the that's Granny Goodness. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Half. Okay. Yeah. I kind of wonder because they said that like, yeah, it was in the film, and I was like. What? Okay, so now that makes sense. I think so. I don't think they ever named her, but that, that's my assumption. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought it was a dude. Um, Got a haircut that could go either. Yeah, okay. And they didn't ever get close, because I think, obviously, it was probably CG. So I don't think it was a real yeah. actor. Uh, but they, they didn't name it, right? They you, they referenced Assad a lot. So, anyway, you see those three, like, they're going to stroll through the portal. And it's Dunsky, of course. But now, but like, it's closing. Superman's picks up Steppenwolf and is going to throw him back through the portal and just gives him a big heave. But then right at the end, Wonder Woman somersaults through the air and decapitates him right before he flies back through. 
And I'm like, what? Well, they kind of preluded to her just murdering dudes. Because at the start, when she was saving the guys from the machine gun, she like does her uh, bracers against that normal dude, like point blank, and it blows the whole wall out and just his hat flows down. Like, that guy's dead. I get they, they show that impression, right? But that's kind of like she's just trying to protect people. And the guy died, right? This is, I'm going to lop that head off, right? <laughs> it's nothing. It's like ballerina. And the head comes off. It's not even like, I mean, it's not even like just a whack. She's got like a flippy flourish to it. Um, and nobody blinks an eye at that either. Like, like that's something like every Batman I've ever read would like be disgusted by, and like I can't work with you anymore, right. Diana. But like, no, no one cares. Right. I mean, that's like I think everybody probably at that point when that was over should have been like, "What did you do?" You know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, I get like the dude's beaten, but that's not what those characters do. Uh, but again, I, I think again they're. Obviously, but the next piece is trying to allude to the Injustice timeline. So, obviously, in that timeline, Superman and Diana go off in a totally different direction. So, maybe that's what they're trying to allude to, right? Um, okay, and then suddenly, for no apparent reason, they cut to alternate future, right? The epilogue. Is that yeah. Now? Like, yeah. not any introduction. Not any, just suddenly... Wait a minute, didn't we just beat those guys, but now their ships are here on Earth, and Earth is a big dust bowl? What? Um, and then, yeah, anyway, I mean, people that watch the movie will get that part, but I I get what it's alluding to. I mean, but I'm like, anybody that didn't know, what would they think? I'd be like, huh? <laughs> I mean... How do you feel about the, the Joker-Batman exchange there? Okay, obviously they did like the killing joke riff. Um, I still don't like Leto's Joker. Okay, me neither. I'm on board with you there. <sighs> the back and forth? Uh, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Did it seem like that's the way it should be? No. <laughs> but I don't know what they could have made it. I don't know. I'm kind of horn about the whole thing like obviously they don't allude to enough of it in there but i mean obviously i don't know that storyline enough to understand like why does he need joker there in the first place because like in the original one that i'm familiar with joker's dead so i'm like why is he there because if we're in that timeline joker's a dead man that's why superman is what he is right yeah so does that make more sense to you? I mean, do you have some insight that I'm missing? Unless he's just bait. Like, I can't see him being helpful in any other no. way or any reason anyone would trust him. So maybe, like, he's the thing Superman wants more than anything. So he's the bait. That's that's the only thing I can come up with. Maybe because he's like, we got to stick to the plan, right? There's only one way we're going to get this done. Okay, but that would have to be kryptonite. It's not Joker. I mean, okay, maybe they have some and they're going to lure him with the Joker. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, no, go ahead. What What are your thoughts? No, the exact same. Like, it just that did not sit well with me. Didn't feel right. Um, needs a lot more explanation. Like they had Deathstroke, 
working with Cyborg and Batman too. So what's going on with that? Like he's not typically one to to join forces with guys that aren't paying him. Yeah. And Joker had like a buttload of like badges on his like body yeah, armor. Like cop, he had like killed a bunch of cops uh-huh. and taken them Which, you know, as like trophies. It's a Joker thing to do, and I didn't give that a second. But thought. not when not when you're under Batman's care. Like to show off your trophies of your right. Murders, and you would like, think Batman's Batman not going to take issue with that, you know, and yeah. at least strip them off of him. Um, yeah, but I mean, a lot but of it. They're too make busy sense. swearing at each other about dead friends. Like it's. Uh, her name is Mira, right? Isn't it? The the Atlantean. Yeah. So she's there. And obviously she wants to kill Superman. So you get the impression that Superman killed Aquaman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you get like that little bit. It's like, okay, obviously Darkseid must be there and taking over the world. Is Superman working with Darkseid? That's what it seemed like, too, because in one of his visions earlier, like, Darkseid, like, put his hand on Superman's, like, shoulder, like, he was congratulating him or something. Right, and that doesn't make, that's that's not the Injustice timeline either. I mean, that's... Well, that, if he has power of the anti-life equation, he can control people. Okay. So uh-huh. that that was my assumption, okay. is he's he's figured that out, and he's taken Superman at, at the very minimum. And that, I guess, could make sense as a why the Earth is suddenly a giant dust bowl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I hadn't thought about that. But then again, but why like wouldn't the he anti-life just... stuff? It's usually very obvious that someone has been infected with the anti-life equation. Like they do not look like they normally look. But then again, why wouldn't he have just taken over the other ones too, or whatever? I mean, yeah, exactly. I I don't know. There's still a lot of questions. There. Yeah. Uh, but I guess maybe that was things like I got Superman. He'll take care of the rest of these guys. I'm not worried about it. He can go. Yeah. And... While I do my I, honestly having the Joker there is probably the same reason they put like Harley Quinn in the uh, Suicide Squad. It's just because they know it'll put butts in the seats. It, like, there's no reason she should be there. She is not powerful or useful or helpful in almost any situation. No, she's just a crazy lady. <laughs> that's yeah, that's her superpower. She's, she's a crazy lady. Yeah. So I I assume it's just because they want the Joker there. The end. Yeah, it was just. And again, I don't really like Leto's Joker. No. I We haven't seen a lot of it, but it's not been good, everything that I've seen. We, we've seen enough. Right. Of it. But I mean, like, you know, I, I would have, you know, I know they can't do it due to the storyline, but, you know, Joaquin's Joker would be infinitely better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just didn't understand why that needed to be there. Again, maybe this is... Just, Snyder's way of saying, let me make this movie, right? Let me keep going this direction. I've laid the groundwork. I've got these things ready. Like, let me do it. This is my vision. Um, like, because he teased the Joker way prior to this movie coming out. So I was waiting for when that was going to fit in. And like, the movie was like almost over. And I'm like, did I miss it? Like, what the heck? And then it just seemed kind of shoehorned in at the end. Yeah, you had that thing, and then, yeah, you had, uh, he woke up, because it's a dream, and Martian Mayhunter shows up, and be like, hey, what's up, dude? Just in time to help, yeah. And that was kind of the end of the flick, wasn't it? Was there anything else that I'm missing? God, it's so long, there's so much stuff in here. <laughs> no, I think that was pretty much the closing scene, wasn't it? With the Manhunter? I think pretty much. But they don't, anything other than, like, some call me the Martian Manhunter. I mean, like, 
if you don't know who that character is, you're just like, okay, dude. Yeah, bare minimum, you know he can look like Martha Kent and, and he can fly. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. Um, and it starts making you think over and over. You see, they're like, man, DC character really have a thing for capes. But, um, <laughs> and they do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, capes look cool, man. I don't know. I don't know if they can continue. I don't know what happens at this point. I mean, what do you think? Does the Snyderverse continue? Again. No. I think they scrap everything and start again. Do you think they take, like, the approach of, like, what they did with Joker and um, what they're doing with the new Batman flick that's coming? And I kind of hope so. Like, I really do love the Marvel model, but I think they've just screwed this up so much that they should, like, just stick to single flicks for a while and... and uh, Make sure those are solid and these characters are back on this really solid footing before they try anything a little more grand. I think some pieces of it they could salvage. Um, I think Harley Quinn pulls enough people into the box office. They could continue. Yeah, I kind of forget about her. And I do like Margot Robbie in that role. I just haven't loved the movies she's been in. Like, I hope the next Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn is doing kind of corrects that character and and that uh the part of the universe and margot robbie there was really stuff in... to... go ahead oh, i was just gonna say because like i didn't love birds of prey but there's a lot of stuff i really like about birds of prey and i can see a lot of potential there so yeah i'm, I'm definitely on board for more of that and i think margot robbie enjoys being that character and doing those films so i don't look for I think if they want to do another one, she'll do it. I hope Shazam 2 is really good, because I love that first Shazam. Yeah, that was good. Um, are you still hopeful for the next Batman? The Robert Patterson one? Yes. Very much, yeah. I, I like the tease. They just finished filming that, apparently, so they're like in post-production now. Um, yeah, I, I'm very, very excited for that movie. That's probably the movie I am looking most forward to that I know about that, uh, is still coming out in the next year or two. And I feel what you're saying about that and Dune. I want to see Dune as well. It looks cool. And I can echo what you're saying about Superman. I think they should just trash what they've got and start over. And that may sound like a bit, but man, how many times have they rebooted Batman? I I think it's fine. I mean... You can keep doing it until you get it right. You don't need to worry about people getting tired of those characters. They'll love those characters no matter how many times you fail. And I think there's plenty of space for a wholesome Superman. Oh, big time. And I think people want that right now, too. Everything's dark and gritty. People want a break. Nice nice change. Let's have some color to it. Let's have some art to it. Like, really wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough couple years for people's lives they want a break right we don't need more tragedy we don't need more yeah and like we've had so many gritty batman movies like the tim burton ones are gritty the nolan ones are gritty this robert pattison one looks really gritty we want the contrast in the same universe of something that's not gritty yeah and superman is that right yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah, and I think you can. So, so then, like, instead of doing a Justice League movie too, you just do a Batman Superman movie where they're not fighting each other, where they're like friends, 
And that that's a good dynamic. I think you could legit get just get away with a Super Friends movie. Sure. I mean, again, I think um, a lot to keep because I think Wonder Woman is doing really well. And I that's right. I disagree with you on. I I want a new Wonder Woman too. Really? This one doesn't do anything for me. No. Okay. I but her films have done well. So I don't. They have I don't well see all that. all the DC films have financially done well. Doesn't mean they're all. No, good. they have all. I mean, original Justice League did not do well. It made its money back, but it was considered a bomb. Yeah, but it still made money. Like they didn't have to like fire anybody. <laughs> I think they didn't lose money. I don't know how much they made, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think they can keep her. I would think. Um, they probably will. People seem to like her. I think I'm in the minority on that one. Yeah, I think she's a good Wonder Woman. And I can't. So going back, like earlier, we talked about it. Like if you could put anybody in these roles. So let's talk about that for a minute. Um, because I'd be curious which ones you change, and I would probably keep a couple. All of them. I I change. Okay. So let's just go. I don't. I don't. Let's go through a few, and if you have ideas, you don't have to have an idea for every one of these. But if somebody speaks to you, then I'll be curious. So. Uh, let's go through ones I like first and see if you have different ideas. So uh, sure. I already know you don't like, but I like the Flash. I like the current Flash that we have. So you have another idea that you would use? So if they're doing Barry Allen still, I want someone like super charming and like really fun. And I, I don't have anyone specific in mind, but someone that's kind of more like... Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds kind of feel to them would be someone I'd be looking for in that kind of role, I think. I could see a Paul Rudd, but Paul Rudd's already taken. Maybe. He's a little old now for that one, but he's got the bit of the vibe that I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of silly. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm fine with it. The guy is young they got for The Flash. I think think if they wrote something well for him, he could deliver. I'm looking forward to the new. Flash. I actually like the guy who's Flash in the CW boot show. Like, I think uh, give him some more acting lessons and, and get him to hit the gym, and he can he can make that work. Maybe I'll be curious to see that the new Flash movie. I think if it delivers, then he's got a lock on that. Flashpoint is awesome. I I hope they do a good job of it because it's a really cool story. Do we have any ETA on that? I don't know with COVID. I I wouldn't even expect it next year. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard. Probably 2023. Okay, obviously I like Gal as Wonder Woman. So who, do you have any ideas of what you would do differently there? I want a thick, strong, like, you big want an Amazonian. Like, yes, like, I had the same problem with Dark Side in this movie. Like, my Dark Side and my Wonder Woman need to be thick and, like, wide. Okay. Um, they're both too thin. Um, I really like her accent. I think it, it suits the character really well. If you can find another Israeli like bodybuilder that can actually act. <laughs> that might be tough. That probably doesn't exist. but uh, It might, but that's what I want. That can act well? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think she's fine. Because, again, I, I the way I look at it is she's a demigod. They, she doesn't have to physically make up for that, right? Mm-hmm. She has godly powers. It's Yeah. She just doesn't seem... Like, even in the fight scenes, uh, she doesn't always seem comfortable. Like, I want someone who's, like, combat trained, like a martial arts kind of background, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, Superman. I think we both agree to need yeah, somebody travels else. Out. Yeah. Um, I don't know anybody who has the physical stature to be Superman. That's that's a real tough one. It is. Um, you know, I think you remember like they did that one film, Superman Returns, and I can't remember the actor's name that was in it. <laughs> uh, Brandon Routh. I think he was okay. I think you could give him another shot. I was so excited for that movie when they cast Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. I'm like, that's a good match. I like that. And boy, it was that. that It didn't work out like I thought it was going to. There's a reason why that went quietly away and we never heard more about it. Um, I think you could give him another shot. But I think, yeah, you could probably almost just go with an unknown. I think you have to. Um, like I'm trying to think like I want someone who's like physically like the rock, but I definitely don't want the rock in that role. He doesn't have the, the personality no, I want for You it. need somebody that in your mind you can think of as just like, like I said, the, the boy scout, just the pure as the driven yeah. snow, right? That's what you need for that character. Could just be super rid- like a ridiculously humble and can play the Clark Kent. That's just the buffoon. Yeah, but I I need him to be buffer than Aquaman. Aquaman can't be the buffest guy on the team like he currently is. And again, I will... Because again, Superman is an alien and he gets his power from the sun. He doesn't have to have muscle. Well, like he doesn't. But I mean, I know Superman in comics that I, he is, of course, but... Well, he's just like, he's that old school, like 50s, like barrel chested, like... I get it. He's just this icon. And I feel like when you change his body type that much, it's take something away from that icon you need that that s on his chest like sticking out further than anybody else's chest when they're all lined up um yeah i like i think yeah i mean so yeah i like uh, the guy that plays drax was like bautista or whatever i think that kind of body shape could probably do well although maybe he would be a better dark side but um yeah, he's he's short and thick. Yeah, I can he see could that. be a good dark side. Um, I, I'm really excited to see The Rock as Black Adam. Like, yes. I think that's a really good fit there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that movie. And I like The Rock. He's a good actor. I mean... I feel like I should like him, but I have not seen a movie in, with him that I like. All his movies seem to be terrible, but I'm like, he's so charming, and I feel like I need to like this, but I just don't. Yeah. You know, um, this might sound terrible, but it could work, maybe. How about, like, Vin Diesel as Darkseid? No. No? You think no. just not even, not he doesn't have the chops? No. I, I liked your Batista better. Okay. But, I mean, he's taken. <laughs> I know, but he's taken, right? So... Well, he's taken in Marvel. He can do his That's DC not going to happen. It'll happen. But, uh, okay, anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't be my first choice, but anyway. Yeah, I know, Rock does, but Rock does, like, everything. I think that's the whole thing, right? He doesn't care, and he just has fun with parts. So, yeah, that's why I think it'll work. Uh, all right, yeah. So, yeah, I think Superman, you got to hit the right, just the right tone. He's one of those characters that, has to click his look his, yeah. his demeanor his physicality i think reeves is the best one we've had by oh, a lot yeah. but he but he didn't 
he's not quite where I think we have the potential to get still. I think there's still someone out there who could do it perfect, but that's the best one we've had. Oh, so yeah, uh, hands down. Because he had the, the demeanor, he had the inflection, he had, and he played Kent really, really well. Um, and that's the thing, like, you notice the new, newer movies, like, God, don't spend any time on Kent. Right? It's like, you know, Superman, Superman, Superman. Like, they don't spend any time on the Clark Kent character. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get that's not the most exciting side, but it's that duality that makes him who he is. Interesting. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. That's a big reason, I think, why the Nolan Batman movies were good was because Bruce Wayne was finally awesome. Like, that, that was something they hadn't quite gotten any of the previous Batman You don't like stuff. Val Kilmer's? <laughs> With with Doctor Chase Meridian, <laughs> oh. Val, I love you, but that was not a great Batman flick. Um, that is the. Worst <laughs> it's very bad. It's not quite bad nipples, but <laughs> it's uh, like I I hate that movie, and it's not even because of him. It's like Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> are just so bad. Oh, I think Carrey makes an okay Riddler. He's okay. Tommy Lee Jones was a terrible Two-Face. <laughs> terrible Two-Face. <laughs> so, someone pointed it out to me, too, and I can't not see it now, that when you watch Batman and Robin right after, uh, Poison Ivy has the same costume as the Riddler. It's like they reuse the just green tights jumpsuit. Now, Uma, you know, I got a soft spot for Uma Thurman, so, you know, they could hey, put her back into whatever. I like, like Batman and Robin. Uh, that's a fun story bad movie to watch so speaking of batman do you have anybody in mind that you'd be like this is the guy that should be batman no i like i'm really interested to see this robert pattison take i like i just want them to do something different and that seems different yeah that seems really different so yeah. i wouldn't have any ideas either i mean although there is this one guy that played uh and i don't remember his name but he played the main character in this show called halt and catch fire um i've seen how catch fire i love it yeah movie. so you remember the, like the main the dark haired guy that main guy oh uh the one that died at the end no or the one that was like the steve jobs kind of guy um well there was like yeah kind of like the steve jobs so there's the two main like guys. The steve jobs okay. kind of guy yep real tall dark hair very handsome yeah you know kind of played by his own rules that sort of thing right that I think he could do a pretty good job. I haven't seen him in anything else. He's not so a popular actor, but I think he could do a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne because he kind of came off that way a little bit in that film. Um. So I yeah, I think you know go see so search him out because he's a tall guy, <laughs> dark. He's got a good build. Yeah. I think he could do it. Um, yeah. Okay, Aquaman. I think is fine. Yeah, if I had to keep one, I might keep him. I just you know, write him differently. He's likable. Do you like funny Aquaman or do you like tough Aquaman? Because we've had both of them now. <laughs> the same guy. Yes. Um, I like Aquaman very serious. I think. Okay. Yeah, I I think you leave the humor to to Barry Allen. Okay. I kind of like funny Aquaman, but you know. I'm sure in the right writer, I would too. 
but I don't think Zack Snyder is the the humor guy for me. Probably not. Um. Okay. Well, that's the main cast, right? I miss anybody. Um, Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. I kind of like the Cyborg guy. So yeah, it's not terrible. I just it's like several of the other characters. I just think there's probably a better one out there. Who else would you? I mean, could you even think of? Because Cyborg is kind of has to be a young character, right? Yeah, I, I was thinking, and it's really stupid now that I'm thinking about it, and it's more like a Teen Titans Go cyborg, uh, but the guy who played Turk in Scrubs, oh. like, he'd be a fun cyborg. Yeah. How about John Boyega? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. I could see that working really good. Yeah, he could be a good, he could be a good cyborg. He's intense. Yeah, I could see that working good. Yeah, I think I would like to see that. That would... yeah, I like that idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Are you writing a script that I don't know about or casting something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's now the Snyder Cut's done. You <laughs> gotta work on Justice League too. Uh okay. Yeah, I guess that's most of them. But I don't know, it's kinda interesting to see I yeah. I think they've made a good run of this. But I could see like, yeah, it's okay. Let's start a new timeline. Let's that's so weird because it feels like they should but then you've got the flash movie coming out you've got another shazam you've got black adam uh and like some of those like black adam's introducing like hawkman and hawk girl and some other characters like but i think you can retcon some things right because and they're doing suicide squad too like man um this could be weird because obviously like in that part where that weird scene with joker he talks about like how many alternate realities have you destroyed or whatever right so i mean he alludes to the metaverse well and yeah and when they do in flashpoint that's totally multiverses there like yeah yeah. so i think they could get away with some of that right this was just one alternate history and we they can go and do all their alternate histories i don't think they have to stick to one be funny if they do because i think that's where marvel's going right now too and it makes sense for comics, right? Because it allows you... It's just funny to... when, when both the big guys are doing the same stick at the same time. Right, but I mean, it makes sense. There's a reason why comic books do that, because it allows you to see different versions of different characters, right? You can have a yeah. a very... I would love it if they just did, like, Earth 2 and, like, recast all the DC characters and had, had stories there. Yeah, and I could see and that. And then they could still do what they're doing They now. could have a Dark Snyder-verse version r-rated stuff uh and then yeah. they could have a more wholesome family oriented version the super friends verse yeah right and some of those characters could bleed between the two maybe they don't i don't know but uh i don't know i think the, the characters are obviously the most important part the actors we know can come and go um yeah so Cause, i don't because yeah, like with the marvel stuff like with wandavision and the upcoming Spider-Man and Doctor Strange movies, like they're all hinting very strongly that they're going multiverse, like right away. Which makes sense because not at a certain point in time, the story timelines get too much to keep weaving together, right? And you get you can either reset things or you can bring back fan favorites that died off or recast people as you want, or yeah, right. Like you might want Did- Iron Man back at some point in time, right? Yeah, and there's like tons of different ways you can do that with his daughter, with a whole other character, yeah, multiverse version of him, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We can get there. All right. So, did you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, I haven't watched WandaVision yet. Well, gotta catch up. 
Yeah, I, at some point in time here. But that's, that just started, right? That was just the first episode. You can watch the whole season of WandaVision the same time it took you to watch the Snyder Cut. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I need to set some time aside and watch it. But <clears throat> it's kind of like that new series with the Captain and and the Falcon. And I <clears throat> I, I think, again, I, I might just want to wait and binge it. I don't... It's only going to be six episodes, so that one won't be super long. I don't really like the trickle. I'd rather just watch, binge watch things like that. Really liking the trickle because we like set aside Friday night. So when my wife gets home from work, we make something kind of junky for dinner, uh, like order pizza or just you know make spaghetti or something easy, and then the kids all come and sit and watch with me too. Like they're they're. My four-year-old daughter was like super into WandaVision, which really surprised me. She came and watched Falcon Winter Soldier with us, too. Yeah, see, my wife does not care <laughs> about any of that stuff, so... I don't think my wife cares either, but it's just like a family night, so she, she joins in to humor Oh, okay. Me. All right. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I don't, and I can't see my girls caring much. Like, I've tried to get them to watch certain things, and the interest level is just... You know, yeah. real fast. It's definitely they're all doing it for me, <laughs> but they don't leave, so I'm I'm impressed. Good. All right. Well, do we have any other closing thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League? I'm so happy that it happened yes. and surprised, and I wish him luck in the future. But I don't know. I don't know if I like this DC that he's created. I'm I'm ready for a new version. Yeah, I'm fine if it if it splits and it's its own thing and there's another series. <clears throat> I don't want this to keep going in that direction. Yeah. Um, I want I you know then there's a lot of oh gosh we didn't even <clears throat> mention. God, do I hate what's his face as Lex Luthor? Um, oh, this Jesse is the Eisenberg. And almost as much. I really don't like uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, Gordon. I, I love that actor in so many other movies. I think he's a terrible James. I Gordon. just can't. Every time I see him, I keep thinking of uh, Perry White, <laughs> right? Because he was Perry White. Oh, uh, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm thinking Superman. Yeah. Right. Get Sorry. Pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. Anyway, it's the same character yeah. in a different, in a different set of films. But anyway, you get the idea, right? Newspaper guy. <clears throat> yeah. But that's the whole thing. You're like, wait a minute. Every time I see him, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Joker. Obviously, I think we all agree. Leto needs to go. But yeah, do yeah. Try again. <laughs> try. Nice try. You didn't didn't get it right. Go again. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I'm glad it's a thing. It made the last movie whole. I think. Um, I think yeah. they could just honestly delete the last one from existence. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I feel the same way. Yeah. They were like, just, this isn't even a thing anymore. We're not even going to have it on streaming services. Just delete. There's nothing redeemable about that movie. Like, there's literally no reason to ever watch it again now that this one's Nope. Up. Nope. It has no purpose for existing except just to go, wow, that's not good. Unless you got really attached to that Russian family. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I'll be curious if anybody wants to chime in on their thoughts about we've probably spent way more time on this than probably we did on twisted metal but uh our thoughts on Snyderverse and uh and all this it was this long as playing through all the twisted metal games <laughs> that's, that's probably true 
I'm just going to run that joke into the ground. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, I guess thanks for listening this long to us ramble about DC stuff, because that's what we want to talk about. So um, if you like it, let us know. Maybe we'll do some more the next time one of these flicks comes out. We've, we've rambled about enough shows and stuff here lately anyway. <laughs> All right, it was fun. And thanks again for letting me dig into Twisted Metal. All righty. We'll talk to everybody soon. <laughs>